TheMax.com Show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. <laughs> Welcome to a special Las Vegas Supercross edition of the Pulp MX Show. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on live. We're here in the show. And uh, Pulp MX Las Vegas special. Uh, very exciting weekend. We got Las Vegas Supercross coming on. And uh, we're all excited. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. And uh, with me as a co-host, not Kenny Watson, but uh, Jason Wygant. Weege, what's up? Yeah, I'm glad that the intro to the show still introduces me as the OGK dub, though. I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. We got the uh, the OGK dub. Not here. A little bitter that you're in his seat. He there, he lives nearby, right? Yeah. I mean, he could have easily solved this problem. No, I think he's got uh, some parties to go to. You know, it's Vegas Supercross. Hey, there's all. only one time a year they are the home team. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's got more important things to do. Right. And uh, and my other my other host tonight is uh, none other than a uh, special mystery guest. We got. The editor of Transworld Motocross, Don Maeda. What's going on, Swap? I think I'm a little let down on the uh, mystery guest thing. I don't think people are too pumped. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. we got a chat room right now on Pulp MX. I'm pumped to have you here. Wygant's pumped to have you here. Now, here's something weird. You two don't really know each other. I feel like I'm making a love connection a little bit, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. you've done this before. Right. He's not the first. Right. I talked to Don maybe two times, three times. Yeah, I saw you in the elevator in Seattle. Yep, yeah. and I think... And you guys just did the cool guy nod? like Just the, a couple nods. Yeah. Uh, I got to go to the Trans World uh, Rider of the Year party last year. Tony uh-huh. Gardia said I got an invite, and I didn't really know what was going on, and I went there, and I'm like, oh, the Trans World party. I hope I'm allowed to be here. Yeah. But Don was actually very cool about that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, as you get, Maybe I've made something here. Maybe I've made a connection, but uh, Swap's a cool guy. You're a cool guy, and uh, Trans World and Racer X coming together as one. Only in Vegas. Only, Only in, in Vegas. Vegas, baby. You know what happens in Vegas? <laughs> Uh, stays in Vegas. Uh, first, uh, first, before we get too far into the show, I want to give a shout-out to the sponsors. TREMX.com, uh, your number one source of online uh, aftermarket needs. Uh, check them out at TREMX.com. X-Brand Goggles, EKS Brand Goggles, the choice of Michael Essie, Josh Strange, and others. And uh, Strang, Drew- dude. Strange? Strang. 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 No, no E. I don't mean to argue GNCC with you. Yeah, that's for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. It's Josh Strang. Four for five this year. Well, I'll give you credit. He actually has podium goggles now. On TV, he had goggles with an X-Brand sticker on the lens. Did you set that up? Nope, I did not. So he did that himself. Yes, he did. The GNCC is just a different type of breed. Well, I'm telling you, what's not to love about those guys? He made his own podium goggles. I know. Dude, let it go. You're no longer a GNCC guy. Let it go. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, and then also as well, JGR Motors and Suspension. Uh, check them out at JGRMX.com. You can have the exact same motor and suspension as Justin Brayton, Josh, Josh Grant, and uh, Michael Byrne with no problems. Or if you don't have a Yamaha... Try, try them out. You can get another one. Uh, Las Vegas Supercross. Here we are tomorrow night. It's a Friday night right now. And uh, if you're listening to the archives on iTunes, this is Friday night. Las Vegas Supercross tomorrow. Uh, swap. What do you think about tomorrow's race? Kind of anticlimactic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird hearing myself in my earphones. Um, yeah, I'd say a little anticlimactic for sure. I'm actually curious to see what's going to happen in the East-West shootout if one of the champions is going to finally win. Yeah, that has been a, a, a theme uh, over the years. Or sometimes they don't even make the race. How do I get? Yeah, especially if they're on a pro circuit bike. It seems to work even worse. Uh, they don't even make the race, or they don't even make a lap. They don't get at a press day. 
Uh, Porcel won it last year, but he is the exception to all rules. Basically, yes, the champs yeah. never win. No, it's tough. Nathan Ramsey, twice a winner of the race. One time when he was champion, though. Yeah. Um, Andrew Short, two-time winner. Mm-hmm. Neither, not, not a champion on either coast. And, uh, Dungey. Ryan Dungey. Twice. Twice? Ryan Dungey won twice, but didn't he win when like, he was champ last year. Yeah, Dungey did win twice, though, but he wasn't champion yeah, at the time. He has like 19 Toyota trucks and all. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this year, there is no Toyota truck, and Porcel has gone on record as saying he does not care about this race. So, but does he care about any? I don't know. It's really hard to say. Uh, I'm thinking it's another K-Dub night, don't you think? I mean, just uh, he's on a roll, hard pack, slippery track, uh, no, maybe enthusiasm for Supercross lacking among some people. Um, you know, Hill's just thinking about the bar afterwards. <laughs> Dungy's got it wrapped up, doesn't want to get himself hurt. No, I'm just making, I'm making a joke. I, I was talking to Hill on the way here, uh-huh. and he says he feels great. Well, I hope so. He got I a could... massage at 5 o'clock. What kind of massage? Well, I asked him. I said, is yeah. it the sketchy Asian one on the side of the strip? <laughs> he said it was legit in the casino. Uh, so I'm thinking a K-Dub or a Millsaps kind of night. What do you think, Wygant? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I talked to Dungeon today, and he said that you know the last two tracks, just it was sketchy. They were rutted. They were muddy. And things will be back to normal, and he'll be able to be aggressive here. But I don't know. The way he's ridden the last two rounds... Uh, I don't think that he has the motivation to let it all hang out right. at all. I think they've already moved into outdoor mode. Unless you're Wyndham, there is no outdoor mode. So yeah. it's a perfect opportunity for him. And uh, and Millsaps, too, has been uh, probably the second fastest guy the last two weeks. And as he said today in the press conference, he hasn't had the best of luck here in Vegas. I think he won on the 250Fs. But, uh, yeah, I think he won on a 250F. Yeah, he did win, right? I think, in the Suzuki days. Maybe. Something like that. Anyways, yeah. uh, so he's. Uh, I think he's going to let it be do, do good. On Vegas because it's just the type of track that rewards throttle control and patience and all the things that Kevin Windham and Millsaps have. Here's the one thing that's strange. It seems like the really soft, muddy, rutted tracks, everyone says that that favors Millsaps and Windham, but also the hard pack tracks as well. So are you saying that at the extremes, when there's a considerable amount of skill involved, is that is that the theme there? I think so. I think, yeah, I think both, both types of, of dirt uh, take a lot of skill, and yeah, it could be. It's funny, uh, Windham was telling us that the reason he's so good at those rutted type tracks mm-hmm. is because his practice track, he hits the same line over and over, and it <laughs> grows over with weeds, and he says it's about eight inches wide. So he has no choice. At home, he always has to ride that, basically. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a guy wants to be admit that, but uh, uh, so basically the 450 class, a lot of the drama is out of it. I look for Dungey to maybe podium, Wyndham to do something, uh, you know, first or second, Millsaps first or second, and... Uh, um, you know, from there, I'm not really sure. Hill's still kind of banged up, but he could do something. Um, maybe J-Law pulls it out. I think you just the, only, know. the only thing that makes there even a possibility of something crazy happening is that it's the last round of the year. So maybe someone won't ride as hard as they normally would or someone will ride harder. Uh, the last two weeks, it's been a Wyndham show. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There really hasn't been a challenge there. So the only reason I think that could possibly change is because it's the last right. chance for someone to show something. And no, let's not forget about the, the infamous Thunder Thunder Alley mm-hmm. that, uh, that mm-hmm. runs outside the track. Always an exciting obstacle. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I remember last year uh, they had this jump where they come into the stadium. If you folks haven't been here or you haven't seen it on TV, and if not, you probably aren't listening to this show, so you've seen it. So they come in, what, 100 miles an hour or something like that, and they yeah. jump a single, and Millsaps landed and got whiskey throttle oh. today he admitted whiskey throttle last yes, year he said last throttle year, stuck he was saying the throttle stuck yes yeah so they must have done an analysis of the motorcycle did you see that maeda last year i did not oh i just ha- <laughs> i just happened to catch it i was just watching everybody's just putting around and of course 
the one rider who gets hit by an out-of-control CRF 450. <laughs> Brock Hepler. And uh, we haven't seen him since. He's, we haven't a, seen... he's a college student now. I know. He's, uh, he's totally done. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, Only Hepler could, could that happen to I him. remember when that happened, Mathis said, Hepler just turned to dust. Yeah. Hepler just turned to dust. <laughs> he got hit and he just poof. poof. He's gone. Gone. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but the, the one exciting thing, well, not the one, but another exciting thing for the race is the 250 East-West Challenge. East meeting West, just like Rocky IV. You got the, you know, the good guys and the bad guys. <laughs> I guess Porcel would be the East bad guy. And uh, good old American Jake Weimer, for weapon in the West. But uh, that race should be kind of exciting. Although, I don't think Purcell's going to win. I don't think he cares. Oh, that's when he's at his most dangerous. <laughs> I guess. Um, I like Hanny. I like Hanson's odds. Uh, X Games, uh, dirt, nobody's caring that much, no truck. This I like Hanny for the win. And this is his last race. Yes. Uh, we won't see him again until August for the X Games. So, he's got... Uh, well, I think he's doing some off-season. Do you know if he's doing Australia? He said he's going to do a couple of international races here and there. Uh-huh. But X Games is the next yeah. big thing. So, I like Hanny's odds to pull off another win. Yeah, I think he's the only guy who's actually keyed up, you know, really wants to win this one. Where the other lights riders think want to do well. If it comes to them, they'll take it. Yeah. But I think he's actually going out there to win. Yeah. Or maybe Wilson, maybe Dean Wilson breaks through for a win. This, like, as we said with Dungey and Short, this has been a place where some different guys out of the ordinary guys have won. And, uh, and maybe it's one of those. Maybe it's a guy like Wilson. Or I would say Will Hahn, but he's not racing. Cole Seeley. There's just something about Cole Seeley. There is. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. it. Yeah. Give me your biggest surprise in the 250 West series, Wygant. Wow, real quick. 250 yeah. West. West. Biggest I think surprise. It's, uh, well, it, I, I think it probably is Cole Seeley. And if not Cole Seeley, then I'd say it's Will Hahn. Okay. Although maybe we should stop being surprised that Ping's team seems to be able to take guys yeah. to the next level. And I, I talked to him about it this week, and the thing that his team he is able to do... He took all the credit. What's that? He took all the credit. He Ping. took all the yeah. credit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. here I talked about it this week, and he said it's him. That's why. Yeah. No, what they've done is, I mean, if you look at the riders that are, are, have been on that team... None of the riders came from really a really established program yet. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time in their lives, really, that they've had a team around them. They've had a full-time mechanic. They've had access to the test track. They've had a team giving them a trainer and saying, okay, here's what you do. Here's yeah. what you eat. Here's, what, here's how to sleep. These guys have never had that, and I think it just gives them so much confidence. They've never had people backing them like this mm-hmm. before. So whether it's Seely or Han or Chris Blows last year, uh, his team continues, I think, to churn out the surprises. Uh, Don, biggest surprise in the 250 West. That it took until last week for Josh Hansen to get on the podium. Yeah. Oh, I think all right. I, after all the the fastest qualifying times, heat, heat race, race wins, wins yeah. yeah, it just – it actually really shocked me that it took him until then. <laughs> and, and then it did shock me that he won that race. But uh, yeah, not because I didn't believe in him. It's just because of his past history this year. Uh, biggest surprise <clears throat> on the 250 East swap. 250 East. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Wilson not being able to leave the country. <laughs> we're, we were very upset about that. Um I, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. I thought Barsha was going to win more. Did you really? I did. He won two, but you thought he was going to, yeah, yeah, come right. on. Yeah, I'm a big Barsha fan, so I mean, definitely, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. His, uh, his wins too. He won Toronto and he won. Help me out. St. Louis last one. St. Yeah. Louis. We're dominating wins. Seemed like when he won. You know what's funny big. is, I don't know if you saw that video we did before the season started. That day. I went to the Honda track, like, giddy with excitement to hear the over-revs. Yeah. He didn't over-rev one time. <laughs> I mean, he was so smooth mm-hmm. and, and in control. And it was a joke between us. I was like, 
you're, yeah. you're smooth now. Where's the over revs? Right. So that's where the whole silky smooth joke came out. But uh, yeah, as soon as the real races started, I mean, that went out the window. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, he he definitely seemed to revert back to his old his old style. Biggest surprise for you, Wagant to the East. You know, uh, the Star Racing team had two fairly well established riders who at least contended before Nico with Davalos yeah. and Nico Izzy, and uh, Izzy only made it to a couple of the races before he had a toe injury, I think. Uh, but, well, yeah, heel or his heel was still not right. Yeah, so. yeah, I think he injured the toe on the foot that he had hurt last year, so I don't know if that's somehow related. Mm-hmm. But either way, at that point, he was definitely still struggling more than I had thought. I had yeah. thought that he, uh, obviously it was a big injury last year, right. but uh, there had been some talk, you know, refocus, fired up, all that stuff, and we hadn't quite seen it. Maybe he wasn't 100% yet. Yeah. And then Davalos was not much better the first couple of rounds, and then all of a sudden, the last three or four races, he got his speed back. Right. Um, but I'm sure the team expected a lot more out of those guys. Uh, it's definitely between Anstey, who showed surprising speed at San Diego yep. and at um, uh, Seattle. Yeah, and Tickle, won, Tickle won a race. Yep. You never know, and he was so excited. <laughs> you, you never know, never idea. Yeah. Uh, the West Star Racing boys far outshine the East. When you go to the pits after the first couple rounds in the East, you could see you saw Bobby Regan yeah. just bummed. <laughs> and then as soon as I saw him in Seattle Saturday morning, he was excited. Yeah, I yeah. got my two West guys back. Yeah, no, it uh, it's good. Do you guys do you guys like this race? Do you like the Las Vegas Supercross? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a mini motor tonight that thankfully none of us are at. I mean, because you're doing the show. <laughs> no, no, because you're doing the show. That came off wrong. There's, uh, you know, the after parties, the before parties, the Sunday banquet. We have an awards banquet on Sunday. Do you like this race? Uh, yeah, I do. It's unfortunate when we come in like this and the championship is, is wrapped up. I mean, uh-huh. I think that's really the dream and the goal of everybody. What we had last year, or even the year before a little bit, where Wyndham was pretty close in points, mm-hmm. that's really the goal. So there's all these celebrations, and Vegas is always fun. There's no doubt about it. And I'm sure when this show's over, I'll probably have some of that. But... Uh, <laughs> It's, I think it bums everybody out when we come here and the title is wrapped up because we see what it should be. Yeah. We want the title to be on the line of the last race. So that's always in the background, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Last year was pretty amazing. I mean, it doesn't get much better, right? Yeah, it doesn't get much better. And the confetti falling from the sky. Yeah, and, and then like uh, uh, Stewart taking Reed out there, like, or Reed taking him out there, yeah. like hitting together. Like, you could just see all sorts of drama going on. Uh, I'm with you guys on that. Yeah, it, can, it could be either way. Uh, Don, do you like shooting this race? Do you, do they kind of... Put you off to the sides here. I'm not shooting tomorrow night. Oh, you're I, not. I don't like shooting those right. Wow, <laughs> there's an answer. Yeah, there, there's a there's an answer. And uh, you're listening to the Pulp and Mech Show. Like I was saying, we got a full house tonight. Brandon Lutz is here playing ATV Fury Reflex. Uh, the intern Jordan, Transworld Motocross intern. Weege brought a friend named Colin from West Jersey Virginia, Shore. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Yeah. Uh, Alan Brown, the owner of uh, Team Tyloop, is uh, wow is out there. Uh, downstairs, chairs are breaking, uh, drinks are going on, and uh, we're having fun here. We want you guys to call in tonight, 702-586-7857. Uh, call in and uh, talk to Swap or Wygan or anybody else and uh, get their opinion on something. So 702-586-PULP. Uh, call in and uh, see what you got tonight for it. I got a question for yeah. Don. I got a question for Don. All right. All right uh, I'm, I'm not in California, so I don't get to see the guys ride during the week. I know you're at the test tracks quite a bit. I always hear about Josh Hansen and how incredibly talented and fast he is. And I've said this over and over. I'm waiting to see that in a race. I'm not doubting that he has it, but I've never seen that race where he's just Robbie Raynard and just dominated. So since you're here, do you see that during the week? I mean, what, where does that come from? To be totally honest. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I, I've never seen him riding during the week. 
Oh, no? Well, that yeah, might be I've part never, of the problem. I've never seen him at the Cowie track. Okay. Although I know he's been there. Right. But uh, <laughs> I saw him riding one time at Milestone last year, and that was at our Dirt Days race. Really? And he showed up, and he was going so fast, I had no doubt in my mind he was going to win. And then he didn't enter because he didn't want to race. <laughs> this did feel like it. Yeah. That's when Dean Wilson won. So he, at least the one time you did see him, was he definitely was, going fast. He was amazing at Milestone that day. That's, that's what I always hear. Yeah. The guy's unbelievable to yeah. watch, but uh, I haven't seen it in a race. And maybe maybe tomorrow night's going to be that race. Right. Uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, uh, this for a minute. I went into the uh, into the Cowie truck today to uh, get some interviews um, for uh, some magazines I write for, Transworld <laughs> Motocross, um, Italian magazine. I wanted to talk to Weimer and Purcell about their uh, their their year and their titles and winning that. And honestly, I it seemed like I was picking Porcel's toenails off with a pair of pliers. He did not want to talk to me. He did not give me very good. He wasn't into it. At one point, Weimer started answering for Purcell. He was um, busy making a sandwich. Purcell was, yeah. Yeah, was. yeah. But, I mean, and this is the third or fourth interview I've had with him. Do you guys find he just really doesn't care about the media? Maybe not caring is the word, but he has an indifference about him that's just amazing. What I found works is to make fun of the indifference... Yeah. And then that makes him kind of laugh about it, uh-huh. and he goes with that. And I mean, if that's that's what he's going to put out there, yeah. why not just use that as his character? You know, we most of the time I talk to him now, it's usually like, "Let me guess, you don't even care, right? You're not even interested." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that seems to get him going. To yeah. try to, he's not going to work if you're just trying to do the standard deal. Dude, he did not want to do it. Uh, Don, have you ever talked to him at all? Talked, interviewed him at all? Uh, oddly enough, I've interviewed him once, and when I asked him for the interview, he said no. <laughs> really? And, and, I, and I, I acted like I didn't care. I said, "All right." And I started yeah. to walk away. Yeah. And that's when he said, "Oh, I'm just kidding." Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I've not. I, I shook his hand today, but he gave me like, I offered my hand, and he gave me the half backwards left hand. Oh, okay, germs or something. Oh, yeah. A lot of the guys. Oh, no, like he's walking away. He's, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I like the guy. I got no. I think he's cool. He's funny. He's shown some flashes yeah, of yeah. humor, but he's got a. He's got, and I've heard it from a few media. He's got hey, he's, a step He's up. pretty funny in those Dirt Shark videos. What? I think, I think maybe it's in, in how well the person behind the camera or microphone knows him. Yeah, maybe that's it. I think if you try, if you make fun of him, he'll go with it. Yeah. And you think like, oh, he's annoyed. He doesn't want to talk to you. So the last thing you want to do is like is make fun of him. Make fun of him. <laughs> but he seems to to go with that. I went but with that's that the first thing and, you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe it is first thing you want to do. Oh, today the press conference. You're right. It was terrible. His answer to everything was, yeah, not interested, and I don't care. They asked him today, hey, what do you think? Ralph Shaheen asked him, hey, you're on Pro Circuit. Uh, you know, you, Mitch has a long line of champions. What is it about Pro Circuit and Mitch Payton that just is so special and pr- produces champions? He goes, well, he, he has the best bike in the class, and uh, he gives me the bike, and uh, I ride it. <laughs> that is it. That is it. That was that it. That was the analysis. Yes, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just think he's got to – if he's going to be a full-time 450 guy next year, probably challenging – Top threes, you know, top fives all the time. I just think he's got to like care a little bit. Like DV embraced his weird Frenchness. That took him a few years. It though. did. It did. When he first came, he was a dick. Yeah, yeah. You can say the word <laughs> dick on here. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. Uh, we got a few lines open here. Uh, Paul by Mech Show. You're on the air. Who's this? This has been. Has been. Wow. This, this is our regular wow. caller. Uh, he is. Um, has been. Why do you call in so much? Like, do you just really like the show? 
Yeah, yeah. I, uh, actually, I really uh, uh, I think you guys are doing really good. And, uh, I'm glad to hear Swaps here, although I was really hoping for Tony Alessi because um, <laughs> I'm actually calling from the ice skating rink in Red Bank. New Jersey while my daughters are uh, ice skating. Okay. Wow, well, hey, I was food. born in Red Bank. Yeah, Riverview Hospital. Hey, I was noticing, I was noticing each that the, uh, the Bellray compound is fenced in. And I was going to say, the next time you bring uh, Mathis there to Jersey, I got an 01500, and I think I could dig up a 6.5 shot spring and 5.2 port spring, so we can put him out there for the... Uh, for the Bell Ray Challenge, but he's got to leave you a deposit for the sub thing in case he flips out. Has been. Case, lest you think you're making fun of me, I was actually a 500 specialist back in the day. Uh, that's, not, that's, that's what I hear. Yes, yes. Uh, I wrote a few 500 nationals, and as well, uh, Loretta Lynn's of Canada, I won the 500B title. So uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Has been. I'm a 500 uh, specialist. I, I, don't smoke any, I don't smoke anymore. I'm totally reformed. Uh, anyway. Hey, what's your question? Well, what's your question, Has been? Is, uh, I'd like to see a blood pressure cuff put on Tony Alessi. This way we could tell if he's asking or not. And uh, with all these interactive websites, we have his blood pressure at all times. And, you know, I understand he had a little meltdown last week. I think we should make that happen. I'd, I'd throw in some bucks. I'd be good. I heard there was a little bit of problem at REM race. I don't have an orange helmet. I wasn't out there. But Mike's bike broke. And uh, some people weren't too happy. It's but just sitting mm. out there, wasn't it? Best to get these out of the way before Hangtown, though. I'm, I'm sure, just like the acting on the TV show, is all part of the plan. <laughs> all part of the plan. Uh, yeah, well, we were like trying me, to I'm, break I'm, the plan. I'm has been acting as has been. You know, right. like, no, has been. Uh, for the people who don't know, I mean, you guys don't know. Has been is our regular caller. He yeah, I on. asked Steve today if you have a special phone line that you call. Is that true? <laughs> I have some friends of Verizon. Okay. We, we just have no phone, no no callers, so has been gets oh. through all the time. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of employing my wife as a screener, though. A screener mm. for the one guy? Yeah. Hasman, okay. do, you have a, do you have a question? we got to go. we got more lines. No, it was pretty much about the Tony Lefty blood, blood oh, pressure cup. Okay. Hey, uh, we, we each, how many, uh, how many dogs can I have? Dude, like 15. And they're all, uh, they all look about the same. Are they, are they all named Timmy? <laughs> yeah, they're like George Foreman's kids. It's Timmy 1, Timmy 2, Seth 1, and so forth. Um, Don, 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 all right, Don, you're a little allergic to dogs? Just a little. Okay. Hey, but you know how they say that dogs and owners kind of look the same? Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, you're right. I, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the Rachel Head uh, Sasquatch picture today, and uh, That's you, definitely need yeah. this, you definitely need the 6'5 spring, man. That was effed up. All right, thanks, Adam. I'll see you okay, a little, take care, guys. talk to you in a little bit. Right, yeah, he'll call back. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Carlos from San Diego. What's up, Carlos? How are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Thanks I for have, listening, man. What's your What's your question for uh, Maeda or Wygan or Lutz? Or? I, have, I have two questions, I guess. The first one is, uh, you guys didn't really mention Reed when you guys talked about the race tomorrow. Do you think he'll maybe <laughs> try tomorrow? I and, think, uh, yeah, okay. Do you think he'll come out swinging for the outdoors? And also for Don, since I know you kind of know him, uh, what's the deal with Jason Lawrence? And I'll take the uh, answer off the air. All right. Well, thanks for calling, man. Uh, hey, let's take the uh, let's take the read question first. Why again? Why didn't we talk about him? Yeah, that's terrible. When would we ever we're terrible? Well, that's why. That's horrible that we didn't bring up Reed. It, but it's <laughs> indicative of how he's been. That's true. We didn't bring him up. We have not actually seen Chad Reed at the races this year, really. Like an alien. Yeah, it's not the same. He's either not been there or some other guy with his jersey. Okay, on so there. taking Carlos's question, second part. Well, what I want to know is huh? how did he come out of Daytona and set that fast lap time and then. 
it doesn't where, make where any sense. Hey, I was at his house that week before though, and, and he had a broken and broken he had his thumb. jacked up thumb. Bomber built him a lot of the same obstacles, and I think it just you know it really worked out. Like it just, I mean, he came off the couch with a thumb he could barely hold a fork with because I was watching him, and he blew away Burner. Burner had been riding all morning, and he comes out, and his first second lap time was faster than Burner's. Um, let me ask you this, Wygant, before we get to the J-Law question. Can you just turn it on and come out swinging at Hangtown? Like, just flick a switch, and now he's on? And you know, actually, uh, champion? like our, our, our caller asks, I guess it's not even out of the question that he can flip the switch tomorrow night. It's not completely out of the question. Um, I, I don't think, as he has said over and over, it has nothing to do with riding. It has nothing to do with anything else. He's apparently been riding since he's three years old, and he says he hasn't lost anything. So I suppose if his head is in the game, even as quickly as tomorrow, uh-huh. he could suddenly go fast again. Although... He did switch to a new bike this year, and we really haven't seen him ride well at any point. So I don't know if it's truly right around the corner yet. But uh, no, I don't think Hangtown's going to be much of an issue. I've even heard people asking, wait, is Reed really racing outdoors? Yeah, he absolutely is racing outdoors, especially yeah. considering that Cowie didn't get much of a bargain out of him <laughs> indoors. You actually had people ask you that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, uh, uh, Carlos's question was good about, uh, about Jason Lawrence to swap. Uh, 702-586-PULP if you want to call in and ask us a question. Swap, what's going on with J-Law? I mean, out of all the media, and this is down on here, out of all the media guys, magazines, websites, you are the guy that, I mean, and I've read some critical things in a magazine, so it's not like you treat him with golden gloves, you know? What is the deal? What? Why are you and him just bonded? (laughs) Why can't you back back me up, right? I mean, No, he's the man when it comes to J-Law, and I'm even from New Jersey, but I've got nothing for it. (laughs) To be totally honest, I've not spoken to him since Dallas. I think mm-hmm. when you you and I were in Dallas freezing our butts off in the snow. Yep. Um, yeah, I sat with him before the main event on the ground and watched him try to pick up on the monster girls, and <laughs> that was about it. And after yep. the race, he blew out of there before I could interview him. So yeah, uh, I've not actually had too much uh, interaction with him. I actually I take that back. I did do a, a pre-race interview with him at Seattle, and and he was just really somber and, and <laughs> kind of out of it. So yeah. I don't know, I've seen him here and there in, in California riding at the tracks, but uh, he looks a little bit uninspired right now. Yeah, really. Um, what is it about you and him that gets him to open up to you and do interviews with you? And I mean, To be honest, I think like, it's because I'm Ross's brother, and he loves my brother. Does he? He really likes Ross, yeah? Well, my yeah. brother does suspension. Yeah, I know, but I didn't. I mean, <clears throat> other guys build his motor, but he doesn't, you know. It's just... yeah. Uh, Something about Ross and him have clicked, and you think yeah. that's why. Um, I- interesting. Can he? Can I mean, is he going to come back? You think to to hit where he was? Can he? Do you agree with me in that? Like last year, even when he was messing up a whole bunch, you could watch him on the track, and he looked special. He, yes, he had. Yeah, he had something about him, and and right now. There's been times at the races when I, I oh J Law's out there. I, I don't yeah. notice. There's much, there's so. not much difference between Jared Jet Brown. And Jason Lawrence, and no offense to Jared, Jared Jeff Brown, I absolutely agree with you. His flowing style—he used to just work the bike. He, the kid weighs 140 pounds or whatever, but the guy was just an amazing on a, on a bike. And yeah, that's gone. It's just—I mean, I guess sitting in a cell or something, or I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where it went. I don't know if he can get it back, but it would be cool if he could. Mm-hmm. You know, better for the sport. We need guys like him in the sport, well, and I'm, we need guys like Dungey. You know, I'm hoping that you know. Something about the new series, new start, outdoors. He's always been really good at outdoors, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that. Let's um, not forget when he came out first motor of the year and won out against the, everybody that was, you know, yeah. I mean, just came out of nowhere at Glen Helen. So 
Uh, yeah, it seems like he's just in a funk, not like I'm talking to him. <laughs> but it would seem like there was something, anything. If he got a top three start in a moto and ran with the guys for five laps, even, that that could be something to maybe trip the memory banks or get him motivated again. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems like right now he's not into it. I don't even remember him having a good start this year. Like, you know what I mean? I, you know, remember? There was he, one race where I think it was, what was the race where Nick Way got some revenge on him? Was that St. Louis? Uh, there was a race where Lawrence Jacksonville was when Lawrence took him out. Yeah, I don't so remember. it was the next race after okay. that. Which Houston. Was Houston. Houston. He got a decent start in the main. He started about sixth and went pretty fast. And then next thing you know, he was on the ground because somebody got revenge from Jacksonville. Right. But in the lap times, he was like third, the, had the third fast lap of the race. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, he had a glimpse real quick of, wow, I got to start. Let me see what I can do here. And actually seemed like he was going for it or trying. I mean, it only lasted about four laps, but... Maybe if he had a few of those moments. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Good. I mean, yeah. you just you just end up wishing that you'd come back and bring it back, you know. But uh. that's the same thing, you know. People make fun of Hanson or you say, "How did he get this ride?" I, I wish that I wish I would see this riding. And same thing yeah. with Lawrence; it'd be great to have more guys up there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to what you guys think. If you want to call in seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven has been, you can call in again. Probably he will at, at one point. Uh, <laughs> give us a call and uh, and ask what we think. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. And uh, let's thank our sponsors again real quick, TREMX.com, JGRMX.com, and X-Brand Goggles, uh, EKSBrand.com. And, uh, and we're going to have specials on that that we'll announce at the end of the show. Now, not to bag on anybody too much, but give me your biggest disappointment in the Supercross season this year. I know we just talked about Lawrence, but give me, like, you know, the guy that you just thought would, you wanted more from. Uh, one rider I thought I'd see a little more from results-wise was Tommy Hahn. Uh, I know he came in a little bit banged up yep. with some injuries, right. but he won the last national of the year, and I really thought this year he could make the leap and really get in with that group. And the last two weeks, he's finally started to do that. But I kind of expected to see that more all year, although I think it's unfortunate for the guys that aren't hurt enough to not race, uh-huh. but they're, not, they, they're still hurt. They're not 100%, but they can go. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, he's here. Right. He should be in the top three, right? Maybe that was the situation with him, but I, I expect to see a couple podiums out of him this year, and it's yeah. only been one. And uh, and Don, what do you think? Well, I know you can blame the injury on it, but I, I'm I was really hoping to see a lot more out of Reed this year. Even uh-huh. when he came back, I was expecting him, yeah. especially after the Daytona showing he had. I thought he was going to come back and bam, be up there. But uh, yeah, he's he's only been a shadow of his former self, and at at Seattle especially. I mean, I know the first turn, yeah, falling down the mud and, mm-hmm. and worrying about the baby and all, but uh, I, I'm. I'd like to see him pull it out tomorrow night and, and, yeah. and do well. I have to wonder, though, what the effect of, of Andrew McFarland is going to have on him uh-huh. mentally. And you know, Got a tattoo uh, today with Andrew McFarland. He, uh, uh, replica- yeah, I saw that on yeah. Amic's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, on his Twitter. Um, basically, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I expected him to co- – I really – I was telling somebody before he came back that he's just going to come out and show these guys what's up. And he didn't. And I'm like, okay, this week he's going to show those yeah. guys what's up. You know what I mean? So that leads me to my question. Are the days of Stewart and Reed, like, it's, let's not forget, James's first race, healthy, everything, all good. Dungey gave him a run and led most of the race, and James won in the end. Are the days of those two dominating, are they gone? I mean, are we going to, is this it? Are we entering a new era? I've always had a problem, like, imagining that happening. It just seems impossible, for example, that someone would, <laughs> Like James Stewart could come back 100% healthy on a Supercross track, and people are just going to handle him. 
You know, no like, one's like a cup handled, of coffee. Like, like, like Matheson a cup of coffee. No one has handled James Stewart since he was like four years old. So the, imagine that he's going to be back racing and he's just going to be the fourth fastest guy. Seems crazy. But I've been stuck in this void before. I mean, when yeah. Carmichael upset McGrath in 2001, I said, well, there's no way that McGrath eventually isn't going to figure out a way to beat this guy. Yeah, he yeah. always does, and then he didn't. <laughs> and he was done. Yeah, but Stewart is a lot younger than McGrath was yes, at that time. Yes, Don, what do you think of that? Well, you've been around a long time. Cycle News, <laughs> Cycle News reporter, MX racer. Um, you know, you've seen it all. I, Let's not pro- I, I wait, wait one minute. Let's not forget you produced... The infamous cover, I am two seconds a lap faster on my KTM. No, that's not what it said. I will win races. It said, I will win on my KTM. Oh, it did say that? It did. Oops. I will win races. Okay, well, even still. The two seconds a lap faster was Nick Way claiming that the 2010 Yamaha made him two seconds a lap faster. Was it? Okay. All right, so. uh, I, I, I would never, ever doubt or write off James Stewart coming back. I think uh, coming back and winning handedly. He'll he'll win the first race he comes back to. I guarantee it. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't ever expect to see him struggle. I mean, he won a race with a broken wrist. Uh, no, he he didn't win. He didn't win oh, that he, one. He got third. He got third. Runners. What? Yeah, still broken. Yeah, yeah. And he was in the hunt for the win the whole twenty laps. Um. That's what I'm saying. Think of how bizarre it would be to think that Stewart would be in a race and just be a distant fourth and not even make up ground. It's not no your brain can't wrap itself. That's around what that. I mean. But are yes. we, but at the first round he barely won. Dungey was all over him. We'd never seen that. Are we? You know that's true. So it's not like James came out at a one and just laid the smackdown. You know, on everybody. So I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know the answer. Trey Kennard, Dungey, Weimer, Purcell, they're all coming, and. You know, Tim Ferry's still out there. Uh-huh. So, who knows? Who knows? What, I, I don't know. I mean... Where would Ferry be right now if he was racing? Well, with his consistency, I would say he would be top three in the points. Right? No? What, right. what boots would he be wearing? <laughs> Not Scott's. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, John Knowles. I'm glad Knowles doesn't listen, I'm sure. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, good night. It's Brett from Australia. Australia, wow. nice. Hey, yeah. Good day. How's it going? How are you? Hey, uh, sorry to hear about Sharky, man. Great guy. And uh, yeah, what was no, it was a it was a tragic day. I was there. Actually, uh, saw the event unfold, and it was uh, not good. That's for sure. What did he do exactly? If you don't mind talking about it, or if you saw it, because I've never heard. I don't know if you guys have how he actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's. Uh, I mean, the track it was really soft, mm-hmm. really loamy, and you know it was the second practice of the morning. And uh, there was really, really big, deep ruts developing straight away. And um, he just cross-rutted going into this tabletop. And the bike just went all really weird. And he just went over and head first into the ground. Was it part of it? Uh, was it the second day of a two-day he- uh, double header and they reversed the track or something? No, no, nothing like that. It's just a, just a one-day event. And um, they have it's a, it's a pretty hectic day for them. They have... Like uh, at at Broadford, it was meant to be three twenty-minute motos for um, for each class. So they have under nineteens, the the lights, and the four fifties. So, um, and it was just like the second practice of the day for the four fifties. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and you know he was looking really good too. His uh, his lap times were getting faster each time, and uh, he was looking real well. So it was something that was uh, a, a sudden impact, just landed right on his head. Yep. Yeah, 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 pretty quick. 
Did he get hit by the bike? I'd heard that. Did that happen? What was that? Sorry? I'm sorry. Did he get hit by the bike? I'd heard that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Huh. Yep. Well, on, yep. Uh, on that note, uh, Brent, what, uh, you got a question? Uh, no, I just uh, I think I listened to the show on Monday, and uh, did you mention something about Reed's contract being up this year? Uh, Reed's contract, yeah. I, I don't really know. I looked back on the archives and did a Google search. And I could have sworn. I thought, I thought it was a two-year deal. He has stated several times it's a two-year deal, but, but these things seem to go away for in, some restraint. Yeah, and talking to oh, Fisher yeah. last weekend, mm-hmm. Fisher yeah. did not make it sound at all like it was a two-year deal. Don, do you know anything? Like, to, I was in the impression it was two years as well. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Nah, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure, man. I, I, these contracts. And, I mean, they have a lot of performance issues. Or I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, has Michael Lissy got another bike to ride yet? You know, it's really funny. <laughs> it's like he's, he's only got one bike. And uh, I'm sh- there was two 350 KDMs sitting there at Broadford last weekend. Steal one and ship it over for him. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? Honestly, with that, uh, you're absolutely right. Michael Essie has one bike, and they have not. I talked to a KTM personnel. They don't have many parts for it. But, you know, back in the day, they left him a bike, and some shenanigans went down. And perhaps KTM is a little wary of that, and they don't want to give him another a bike to have at his house. But... I know that he was all bummed the other day. It was raining at his house, and he wanted to go out riding, and he couldn't. And uh, mm. but I mean, but in talking to a KTM, they like we do not have the parts, so I'm not really sure what the deal is. I'm with you though. We're three weeks out, and the dude needs a bike. Is yeah, it, yeah, that's hard? for sure. Is it terrible to even give him a 450 or a 250 to ride? Is that I, backwards? I guess he had a 250. Okay, and it broke and it went away. And a 450, they don't want him on a 450. They don't want him on one. Don't don't tempt me. Is that what they're saying? I don't know. I don't know. I asked Tony straight out if he could ride a 450, and uh, Tony said he could, but they will not do it. They they just they won't do it. 350 is so much mystery. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, hey man, thanks for calling. And you got another question? Or is that... been, no, you guys are doing a great job. Th- Love the show. Do you miss Watson? Yes. <laughs> he, he, does, he does miss Watson. Well, he'll be on a Monday. But, but the wage and everyone else is doing good, too. Right on, man. Well, thank you. Thanks. Okay. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Mike from Sacramento. Hey, Mike. What's going on? How are you, man? Oh, I'm just excited to be online with uh, two of the legends of the broadcast of Supercross here. I, ag- so. I agree. Don, Don and Wigan. <laughs> and the almighty math is wonderful times here. Oh, thanks, man. You're, you're, I can tell you right now, you're, you're, you you either want something from me or us, or, or you know, you want some Tim Ferry sweat or something. I've oh no, not at all. Just like like building up that confidence. Yeah, hey, yeah. I got a thanks, man. A quick quick question for you. I know you were talking a little bit about if Stewart's still the best. One thing that you don't really see that often anymore. You used to. It's kind of like a power rankings of like where everyone is um, best motocross racers in the world. I'm wondering what your top ten is. Um, if you could leave Ferry off the list, that'd be great, but uh, I'm sure you can't. So, Well, um, top ten guys in the world? Yeah, in the world. Uh, you know better than anyone, I guess. Well, I, I guess. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I, I would put Ferry as one, and then a lot of guys would fall. You know what? Honestly, uh, James Stewart's the baddest dude in the world. I think he has to be given the benefit of the doubt right now. and uh, So he's number one, and... One A would be Reedy, just because I'm. I know he hasn't done much, but you got to think if you lined up twenty races, you know, twenty times Reed's gonna win some in there. After that, man, Caroli. I mean, Caroli is obviously one of the best, and and uh, 
Yeah. You put that? Alessi, put, put Paroli in front of your new boy Villapoto too, huh? Yeah, Villapoto's got to be in there. Uh, Dungey. I think Villapoto's faster than Dungey Outdoors. Had Ryan Villapoto been healthy, mm. we were going to look at a cha- outdoor champion. I, I, I yeah. believe. I agree. Big there. bummer, man. I was looking forward to Hangtown for sure to see that go down. Yeah, no. But, uh, um, after that, it's fun man, to watch him man. ride outdoors. Yeah, he is something special for sure. And man, he's and he's going to miss the entire outdoor season. He's not coming back. Uh, he had some surgeries and. Who knows? Maybe a new bike for him too. Um, shopping around right now, Bobby oh, Nichols. Really? Making yeah, a deal. you have you have any uh, insight on who's going to be riding I his think, ride? You know, uh, I heard of James Stewart the Honda yesterday. Stewart, really? Stewart and Purcell the Honda. I heard that yesterday. But when you look at the times we live in, there are only so many rides available for the Reeds, Stewarts, Filipotos. There's only so many they can do. Not everybody has the money to pay these guys. So, you know, you look at. Dungey has another year in a Suzuki, so Suzuki's eliminated from any hiring any of the big guys. Uh, it's Honda, Cowie, and I heard KTM's going big, and Yamaha doesn't have any money or a team. So Honda, Honda, Cowie, or KTM for any of those big guys. Don? I think that Stewart to uh, Honda makes sense with the Red Bull connection. I've mm-hmm. also I've heard grumblings, rumors of uh, Josh Grant on some sort of Honda-backed team. Oh, yeah? I know... Um, J- Jeremy Albrecht from JGR told me they have first rider refusal on Grant, mm-hmm. but if he chooses to go, if he signs somewhere else, they'll let him go because it indicates to them that he doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Well, so he's going to have a kid to raise. So yeah, I mean California, you'd rather have him out there. Broke the news on Twitter: JGR's or JG's uh, girlfriend Ashley. They're engaged now. Engaged. Okay. All right. Um, well, again, what do you think? Uh, the Honda thing is crazy until Don mentioned Red Bull. I had not put that together, so good job on your part. Um, because they have had the opportunity to get James Stewart, obviously, several times. He's been a free agent a few times. A couple times stayed with Kawasaki, and then the last time he ended up at L&M. Mm-hmm. So it seemed to me like Honda had given up on, we're not going at, we're going to grow our own guys, and if they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. But we're not taking riders already established in other teams. So mm-hmm. to me, that seems opposite of the way they've done things ever since they were accused of taking Carmichael from Kawasaki. It right. took a lot of heat, and it seemed like they've been gun-shy about that. Reed, Carmichael, Stewart, those guys have all been available, and they've chosen not to get them. You always figure money probably isn't much of an issue there with Honda. They haven't ever really yeah. gone for it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think Millsaps is out no matter what. I mean, I, even if he – I guess if he wins the outdoor title, he's in, but I think he's out, and they're just going to try something new. And mm-hmm. Shorty, I would keep Shorty, but I don't know. Depends, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, and then where does that leave Larry Brooks and, and L and M and Sam Manuel if they don't have Stewart? I don't believe Reed would be coming back. No, and no. they've never. I would, ha- yeah, I would bet you heavily put, on that. that pretty one? solid. Yes, <laughs> I know. Larry's told me himself that Sam Manuel is not in the game to get fifths and sixths. Like exactly. the money they pay yep. and what they want, they want one or two or one. And that's what they've always had. Yeah, yeah, and so. I don't know. There could be more dollars being thrown out there. Sam and may not want to uh, lose a guy. Yeah, because I don't know who's left uh, uh, besides Villapoto, maybe. Well, Timmy's out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> going to get him to a Supercross title again. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, are you, going, are you going to Hangtown? Call oh, you bet. All right, man. Well, maybe that, we'll see you there. Is that your home track? Oh, yeah. I'll be out there representing. How many years have you been there? Oh hell, I don't know. Probably ten in a row now. Okay, tell me, tell me what your best. Wa- Sorry, Don. Tell me what your best Hangtown ever that you went to. Oh man, well I'll give you a little breakdown. I'm 
26 years old, so when I was 16, to be honest, I was probably paying attention for about half the race and mm-hmm. then uh, looking at girls the other half. But uh, the last have been kind of, you know, all right. The lights race seems like they've been better. Um, you've had Carmichael stomping on the field multiple times. It's hard to really say. I just love that it's opening around again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time of year, I'm so excited to just watch guys go fast. At the beginning of Supercross, the height, it's like, all right, tight racing. Now it's just time to see him open it up. Yeah. Um, did you see Don Maeda cut open his, uh, <laughs> his genitalia on a, oh, fence, on a fence? Did you happen to catch that? <laughs> you know, I missed that one. It was Darn. a hay bale stick. Man. Oh, it was a hay bale. Okay. Ouch, Don. <laughs> I, I, I hope it recovered Had you heard well. That? Is, you is heard? that before or after the daughters, Don? Oh, it was after. It was three three years ago. Oh, okay. I, I wrote the story. It's called How I Let It All Hang Out at Hangtown <laughs> and, <laughs> and How I Put the Sack in Sacramento. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of, lot really? of like, the oh, yeah. to me talk in the, in the motocross world right now. I've never heard anyone getting it done by a fence at Hangtown. Yeah. What were we going to ask him, Don? Oh, I was going to ask him if they'd done something about those hay bale sticks. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I, was in, uh, I was at Motocross Nations last year, the, all the stakes had a soft rubber cover on the top of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, wow, what a great idea. Uh, ask ask uh, David Coombs that well, again when you go back in. Say Maeda's requested. Yeah, we might call them. Maybe we'll call them the Dons or the Maedas. <laughs> the covers on the sticks. We need more Maedas. <laughs> I need more Maedas down here. Right on. Well, hey, man, thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Good show. Keep up the good work. Tell, tell Watson he, he's a close second in my heart, too. Close second to me or to Wygan? Well, Timmy. Well, that you know, you guys are tied for first. Let's put it that way. I liked how that email last week. A guy wrote in and said Watson was not on my level. I <laughs> that was awesome. He exploded on the air. It was good. All right, man. Hey, that was, keep, keep pushing this button. It's a great comic. Bye. It's really easy to do. Thank you. Pulp MX show. You're on the air. Who's this? Don't pretend it, Mathis, that you do not know who this is. No. This is the. Giuseppe Luongo, and if you think you can get away with your smut on the internet and talking about my USGP, the race of the century, you have another thing coming. Wow, we have for real. Wow, we have Giuseppe Luongo on the line, and he's angry. And he's angry. It's the evil Giuseppe. Hey, you wrote about the MXA article, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, Giuseppe. Did you read that MXA? Was are you upset about the MXA article? I know you. I do not. I, no, Giuseppe Luongo does not read things. People read things to Giuseppe Luongo. <laughs> do you understand that? Yes, I do. I'm really sorry. Oh, uh, you, you want to laugh, Jason Weimer? I hear you in the background. Just tell your boss. Wow. I will crush Morgantown. I will crush the Lucas Oil G. The, the Nationals in the summer. I will crush them. I will turn Morgantown into my personal toilet. <laughs> wow, uh, uh, you seem I'll rather upset. Hey, congratulations on the on the Glen Helen race. Um, oh I, yes, you like that, huh? I trick you all. I trick you all. I play a joke. Oh, they they think, oh, Glen Helen is going to do national. It's going to do national again this summer. No, like the French story of Trojan horse. I come and sneak in and I steal it right from underneath you. And you know what? I will lead Trojan when I fuck your ass and make you humble for talking such smut about me. Uh, I'm really sorry. I mean, I've, I've liked the GPs. I've been to the GPs. Um, I've written about them. Um, you know, I, I apologize. You've written trash about them. That's what you've written. Have you, have you had much contact with Jody Weisel at MXA about the, uh, about the GP? 
Cody Wiseau is an Inera, another American fool. He sits there and sucks my taint because I tell him to. <laughs> but but he's designing the track and everything. The, the tr- oh, he doesn't. He is my slave. He's my American slave. And you know what? You will be too. Everyone in America will be wearing an, an orange helmet by the time I am finished. I will crush the nationals. There will be GPs everywhere. I will own the universe. This is Luongo. This is Giuseppe Luongo's universe. You are just living in it. Um, how do you? How, how? What's the reaction in in the pits to to some of the you know like the non purse the no no purse and the the teams paying high entry fees? I mean, are you are you having some problem with the teams? The, no, no, no. The purse. We don't need money. The honor of kissing my ring is the prize. <laughs> I think to us, GP, you will get down on your knees. You think I hear you back there whispering, Don? I will cut open your ball sack with my teeth. <laughs> uh, wow, Giuseppe's not happy. Hey, uh, what's the next plan for the G- like? Do you have another track in mind or another race? Do you have? Something? Oh, I am a devious man. I am going. My next track is going to be every track that is U.S. Nationals. I will own them. We're not going to combine. GPs and Nationals, they are just going to be GPs. Giuseppe Luongo's race everywhere. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, why again? I'm, I'm what a, is this? I, this is Giuseppe Luongo. This is Giuseppe Luongo who's <laughs> yeah. calling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Caroli. Talk about Caroli a little bit then. Antonio Caroli. Here's who I'm going to have at my U.S. GP in Glen Helen before I destroy every race next year. We are going to have the best racer in the world, better than James Stewart. Antonio Corolli. Then we are going to have Ricky Carmichael. Chad Reed, do not believe his Twitter. We are going to have uh, the, the greatest, uh, Jeremy McGrath, the king. He will be there. David Bailey, he will be racing right next to him. We will have Michael Lassie. We have Jeff Lassie. We have everyone in the middle. They were all about to me. Do you say Carmichael's racing? You're, are, you, are you getting Carmichael back out of retirement? I already done. It is done deal. I just had to say my name, and that was all that was needed. RC all that was necessary. RC was in the Trojan horse with you. <laughs> uh, Giuseppe, well, I'm really sorry to uh, to, to to get you so angry. Um, um, no, I'm not angry. I am happy. I am happy that I will crush you all, you arrogant Americans, you and your and you do not understand our dry humor. You will understand it very damn well by the time I'm finished with you all. Wow. Uh, well, have you spoken to Davy Coombs at all about any of this? Uh, Coombs is an insect. Do not even mention his name. I will crush Coombs. I will crush his organization. I will crush his family. Wow. That's jacked up, dude. Well, hey, Giuseppe, thank, thank you for calling in. Thank you. I, I, I want to better thank you than that. I am Giuseppe Luongo. I am the real mystery guest. And, and this is like the Glen Helen switch. Don is not the real guest. <laughs> I am the real mystery guest. Uh, you certainly are. Yes, definitely. Uh, and long distance from Italy at that, too. I, I appreciate it. Oh, we don't know where he could be from. Oh, yeah, to we be don't. honest, to take over? Yeah. You never know. He may be at Mount Morris right now. <laughs> planning on pounding <laughs> on stakes in Morgantown. <laughs> Did you plan this? I, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know who Giuseppe is. Um, maybe this is the real Giuseppe Longo. It is. If it is, it's even better. I'm not going to say anything in that case. Right, right. Well, Giuseppe, we'll see you at Glen Helen, right? You would see me everywhere when, by the time I am through. <laughs> All right. I would take down your black presidents. I would be the king 
of the world. <laughs> All right. Well, politics. with that, we, we thank you for calling the show. Yes. <laughs> That's it. You did not. I, I, I think I hung up on him. I don't that know. Is not, you uh, did not set that up or anything. No, no. I, don't, I, I like that that guy called in, though. I, I hope he calls <laughs> in again. Um, I, I like the part about using a Trojan on me. I, I, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call in. Um, if you're listening, Giuseppe, you can call back or, uh, or somebody else can call in and uh, pretend there's somebody else. Because I don't think that was a real Giuseppe, but if it was, um, that is funny. You hey, see? you had somebody call from Australia, so... <gasps> yeah, yeah. No, real. Exactly, right? I mean, you never know. Italy, Australia, Canada. Um, <laughs> there's a Philippine guy on the chat board right There now. is? Yeah. Who is it? Kwando Chamalaki. Oh, Lutz wow. made the point that that wasn't a very good Italian accent. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was great. <laughs> Sounds more like Kim Jong Il or something. <laughs> <laughs> Broken Team South, America, World Police. <laughs> Broken South Korean accent. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. Where, where do we that go was, next? I, I was scared after he said he's going to bite my nutsack open with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> after just reliving that memory yeah. uh, a scant twenty seconds That's ago. That's true. Yeah, are, are the phones shut down? Are people in shock? Yeah, I think so. I think people are still trying to figure out uh, you know, if Giuseppe's really coming to get us. Uh, Brendan Luce has thrown on a headset and joined us. Um, Don, throw that mic over to your uh, photo editor there. Uh, Lutz, I feel like no one really knows you. Like, why well, can't? You've seen Lutz's work on, online. Smiles, You've seen it in the nods. Magazine, right? There's a lot of smiling, nods. Not a real big hanger-outer guy. I'm, I'm kind of a quiet guy. I don't talk very much. I don't know. I know. But you just that way, just naturally. Like, I mean, I feel yeah. like... I, well, once you get to know me, I kind of... Don knows. <laughs> Don? A couple beers and it's Jekyll and Hyde. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. Because, uh, More than a couple beers. I mean, I, I've known you for a long time to say hi, and I've always been like, yeah, Luce is cool. Doesn't talk. He's cool. Like, seems like a good guy. Right? How long have you been doing this for? For, for either motocross.com, the lucrative motocross.com job that you left for, or for Transworld Motocross? Well, I started at Cycle News like Don. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. See, didn't even know that. So I was only there for a year, though. I've been. You I were think. Only there a year. Yeah. Did you take Steve Cox's job? Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I just guessed. Yeah. He, so he was a dirt bike magazine uh, test rider before cycling. So you were. Yeah. With Lumpy and Ron yeah. Lawson. I shared a hotel room with Lumpy once. Oh, how was that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was. He snores. Well, yeah. Um. Did you and Paul Clip? No, Clipper isn't there. Super Hunky's not there. Webb's not there. I'm thinking of the old guys. Webb's still there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. So you. So how long you been doing this for? It's Hold like on. my seventh or eighth outdoor season. We're oh, going okay. into. Oh, so wow. I don't know. I. You just knew more about Lutz right now than you ever did <laughs> in seven true. or eight years. That is true. I did know that he replaced Cox. Oh, you did I know, did that? know that. Okay. Yes. So right. when Cox got uh, fired, as he admits, that's a pretty big deal. Should we take yeah. some calls? Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? <laughs> Hey, it is has been. I don't know if I can follow up that call, but uh, yeah. getting back to um, you were talking about Stewart and uh, Dungey chasing down for the first race. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you think he came out maybe a little cautious because you know maybe it's a new mature Stewart that he didn't have to win by half a lap and you know trying to save himself considering what happened a year before he crashed out in the first uh, the first round. I don't know. I don't think that James had his bike set up ideally at Anaheim one yet. Yeah, just like the previous year, 2009. Yeah, I, I, I spent some time with him on the phone before that race. Oh, you spent time covering up your mouth with your hand? Well, I'm trying to put my 
voice towards the okay. microphone. All right. Well, what he had said at one time, I was kind of interested. He said the best he rode the 2010 Yamaha was mm-hmm. at the uh, the dealer intro at Glen Helen when it was bone stock. And really? he said once he started making it super fast and, and yeah. really trick with all the fast stuff and the good suspension and the works parts, he said kind of messed it up a little bit. And they mm-hmm. had to, they were trying to catch up. Basically. Right, right. I know uh, I saw him at Bercy and he crushed everybody and looked unbelievable. But I'm not sure Bercy is such a great judge. It's a Well, you can go by Bercy. The same thing happened the previous year. We crushed everybody the previous year, and then obviously the bike wasn't where he wanted it to be at Anaheim 1 right. either, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still reeling over Giuseppe calling in. No. I... <laughs> Next thing you know, J- Jody Weasel is going to call. Jody Weasel is going to call in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you need to get a restraining order there or something. Hey, hey Miami. But, all right, let me get back. It's, uh, it's Mills night at the skating rink, but uh, have a good shot. All right, thanks, man. Hey, we had like four calls on the hold, and they all hung up. Did he say MILF night at the skating rink? I think he said milk night. Maybe, maybe MILF milk night. night. Milk night. Milk, milk, milk night. Let me ask you this, Maeda. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Maeda. Uh, I've never really spoken to Jody at MXA. Obviously, he's a motocross. I know you haven't really. Or have you? Yeah, I talked to him for about a minute last okay. year at Glen Helen. What's yeah. he like? What's he like to talk to? What's You know, you've been around a long time in the magazine business. Uh, 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 only a few people know this story, but... Oh, <laughs> When I was at Cycling Well, now only a few people more are going to know it because there's nobody listening. But anyways. (laughs) Well, there's 61 people in the chat room right now. Yeah. So when I started at Cycle News, about three weeks into uh, into my career there, I was assigned to go tag along at the 250 Honda intro Mm -hmm. in 1991. And I was beside myself. So excited. (laughs) So I go go to Carlsbad Raceway with Kit Palmer and... We're sitting there listening to the technical inf- information, and I look over, and there's Jody Weisel. All right. Yeah. I was young, and, and you know, I was one of the guys that had motocross action test shots and pictures right. stapled, like to, right stapled to my wall. Right. Okay. So I actually went up to him, and I was I was stuttering. I was stuttering much in the same manner that Jordan here was when I met him the other day at the track. Okay. I'm like, oh, I actually call him Mr. Weisel. Like Mr. Wise, I'm man. I just yeah. wanted to introduce myself. I'm my name's Don Maeda. You, you know my older brother Ross, but uh, I'm the new uh, I'm the new assistant editor here at Cycle News, and, and I just wanted to meet you. Uh-huh. And he looked at me and he goes, "What are you guys doing here? Cycle News should stick to the news. You guys don't know how to test." And just walked away. Really? Yeah. Your first interaction with the guy? That was wow. the first thing he ever said to me. And at that point, I decided that I was gonna. Become a magazine editor and try to crush him someday. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. But in my old age, I've become soft. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, I swept his gate at REM. Really? Yeah. He looked puzzled. He looked puzzled. It's nice to keep, <laughs> keep him, you know, thinking. Who is this Asian guy sweeping my gate? <laughs> <laughs> Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? You got me, Mathis? Uh, yeah, you're on the air. That's way. Hey, this is Ryan in Michigan. Uh, something's going on with your board. Uh, I called earlier, and I was on the phone listening to your intro with uh, the new guy that just walked in, and then you took the call from Hasbin, and I was on the phone listening to the show live on the phone while you talked to Hasbin, and I've been sitting listening to, to uh-huh. Don's whole story about Weisel, too. So something's going on with your board, dude. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why those four callers went away. I don't know. I'll get my technical staff on it ASAP. <laughs> um, and his name's Kenny Watson. Maybe you're... Are, are you really on Watson's level? Maybe Watson would have handled it. 
Dude, Watson would have handled it by smashing it repeatedly and then saying, <laughs> F this, and leaving. Uh, I do have to admit, though, Wygant, Don showed up a good hour before the show. Wygant showed up half an hour, which beats Watson's record of seven minutes. So, But did either of them roll up in the MX chick truck? No, neither of them had MX chick. <laughs> <laughs> I told him the story, though. And, uh, yeah, and then Watson, of course, at the races, he's had people yelling MX chick at him. And he's like looking around, who's that, who's that? And so he doesn't even know. But, hey, man, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Do you have a, do you have a question? Yeah, what's up with, uh, with Kawasaki? Like, basically, they pull Nick away from the Browns team every week or every couple weeks when something happens. And then kind of on the down one now, it's, yeah, Nick's going to ride the full outdoor season. And then you see all this stuff with, oh, here's Langston on RV's bike. And, you know, what's going on with Nick? And is Langston getting the ride? Is Nick going to have a ride? Are both of them riding? What's going on? Who wants to take this? Um, I, I, talk, know, I so talked to ahead. Mike Williamson today, and he said that it looks like Nick's going to get the ride all, yeah. all season long. Uh, GL was trying, and I guess he crashed really hard while he was testing the bike. And if anybody knows, yeah, it wasn't good for GL. That's not a good thing. Um, so, yeah, it looks like Wade's going to get it. I know I'm writing a story, actually, right now. Uh, nice segue, pulpmx.com. I'm writing a story right now about replacement riders and what they do to teams like Allen's or teams like, well, I can't think of another one. But anyways, uh, is it good what they do? To well, them? it's the fact that the the factory teams, the big teams, and this doesn't just mean Cowie, they don't really think about the other team because they don't. They go to the rider and they say, "Hey, we want you. You work it out." And that's not always the best way, you know. And so I posed the question to Fisher, Kehoe, another couple managers. Do you think there should be some sort of transfer agreement in our sport? Whereas if you take your guy, you reward him with I don't know, anything from like a six pack to another bike or support or you know what i mean and surprisingly the oem guys didn't think there should be no <laughs> <laughs> fisher and keo were like no no i don't think there should be at all actually so uh interesting question maybe you should get down to come up what kind of on those same lines i don't remember exactly it's been a while since i talked to nick but a couple of years ago it seems like he was riding on a similar deal for another team and was asked about a fill-in rider um, maybe it wasn't the same manufacturer, but basically he said, man, I'd love to. It's a great opportunity, but I can't. You know, these guys have helped me the whole time, and, and i got to be true to them. Maybe it was even as far back as Motor Triple X. Wow. I think it was uh, maybe the MDK days when they were a Honda team. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Uh, I but, was actually doing a story on that for, for Racer X. And <laughs> He's not going to hit you. It's, it's, it's okay. Okay. I'm just a broadcaster. I'm just a broadcaster. I'm more from <laughs> And this is hilarious. It's like Kawasaki and Suzuki, the strategic alliance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait till you guys get together and make a shitty bike. RMZ KX4250. <laughs> um, so at that point, yeah, he was getting podiums fairly consistently, and Honda had no riders or one rider left. Uh, so I went to Nick and said, uh, would you like to get more help from Honda? Is, could, are there a lot of parts on their bikes that you don't have? Uh-huh. And he said, oh, absolutely. It would be great. I hope they approach me. I'm really looking forward to it either – Hopefully, it would be awesome if I could ride their bike for MDK. Yeah. So then I go to Kehoe, and Kehoe says, well, no, we are helping them. We're giving them everything they want. And I go back to Nick, and I said, <laughs> Kehoe said, they're already helping you. And he said, no, I would love to have their help. So I went up to Kehoe again <laughs> and said, Nick just said he would like to have help, and you're not giving him help. And Kehoe said, I'm not going to negotiate in the media, so I'm done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the end, Nick didn't get any extra help from them. Is this Mike? What was your name, caller? Ryan. Ryan, I'm sorry, man. Uh, Ryan, actually, when I worked for Nick at Moto Triple X, and this is in the upcoming story, uh, Suzuki needed riders because uh, every, all their guys got hurt. Robbie Renard, Larry Ward, 
I don't know who else. They all got hurt 2002, and they were they came to Nick because they recognized that you know how how much I was grooming him up to where he is now, and, <laughs> and they knew that. And they they Nick went to the Suzuki truck to the track, rode a bike, and uh, was going to fill in for Factory Suzuki for the remainder of Supercross only. And I was out of a job. Nobody seemed to care about that. But anyways, Triple uh, X asked for sixty thousand dollars because of lost whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Suzuki said, yeah, F off, and the deal died. But uh, right. that was going to happen. Yeah, he was pretty much a done deal. He was going to run you know, his gear and everything, and everything was done. I was going to be out of washing trucks on the I-80. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting concept for sure. Triple X held them to it, though. They wanted their 80 grand or 90 grand or 60 grand or whatever, and Suzuki said, yeah, no, no thanks. And Suzuki parked the rig. They didn't bring a rider the next few races while they were waiting right. for somebody to heal up. I remember that. I was just kind of curious if the reason he did it this year, going to Cowie, had something to do with maybe he had more of his own stake into the game this year and felt more in a position to well, we have, make the choice. We have his team owner sitting downstairs on my couch. Wow. Listen yeah, to yeah. Show. If he's still here, I don't know. If he is, he can come on up and, and offer his advice uh, on on this situation. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't you think, uh, realistically, though, is the Alan Brown's team really – missing out on that much exposure because Nick goes so far out of his way now to think yeah. foremost insurance, Brown Motorsports, Mandingo. Ty Lube. Lube. Ty yeah. Lube. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're going to interview him because when he moves back up to Kawasaki, it becomes news again. So then you interview Nick about going back to the factory mm-hmm. team, and then he plugs those sponsors. Once yeah. again. Yeah. You hear more about yeah. those sponsors when he's riding the factory yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a great return on investment when you don't have to spend the money to get everything there in the personnel, but you still get the exposure on the podium, eh? Yeah, yeah, no, and, and Nick's really good about that. He's been good. I know when the deal went down, you know, he called everybody sponsor and wondered, you know, and asked about it and made sure. I mean, what are you going to do? You Nobody's going to hold the guy back, I don't think. I don't know. It sounds like well, you're putting those teams in a bad spot, though, because they would look terrible if they did, but they almost have a reason. Well, Triple X did it. I mean, they just wanted a bunch of money. Yeah, but for right. a justified reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. They wanted to keep me around. Oh, they had to pay. That was sixty grand for you. Yeah, just for four oh, races. That's okay. what I was making right. back then. I was making four hundred dollars <laughs> a week back in Motor Triple X days, and I had to pay all my own expenses. What? Yeah, do that math. Luckily, NYK's mother was paying me ten percent of his Yamaha money and purse money, as well as part of the deal. And her checks were coming in, and that's why how I lived that wow. that summer. Man. So, um, well, hey, man, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for calling. No problem, man. All right, thanks. See you. Ryan did sound like Nick Way. I really thought it was when he first said that. When he said, yo, yeah, this, I right. He's from Michigan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 702-586-7857, call in. Maybe the board's broken. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, Don, talking about bike intros, and I don't know how much you can get into this, um, but it made me, the joke I made about the Kawa Suzuki what 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 has been the worst production bike you've ridden? Can you do you want to say? I mean, just one that you were like, this thing sucks. The Cannondale, like yeah, the Cannondale. The Cannondale. <laughs> the Cannondale was so bad, <laughs> <coughs> it dislocated Michael Young's shoulder and he didn't crash. It just, it got head shake so bad <laughs> down a straightaway. I was shooting a picture of him and he was coming towards me in the turn. Uh huh. And he pulled up really slow and said, "My shoulder's out. He got such bad head shake." Uh, wow. Dirt Rider, Bike of the Year. Well, yeah, that's, you know who that was. <laughs> uh, Lutz, what about you? I mean, in your, I mean, without trying to trash anybody, but was there one bike that you rode that was just like... I'd say the Cannondale. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of funny because 
uh, Don mentioned that I tested for dirt bike before when I was like 18. Uh-huh. And I was all excited because Ron Lawson called me and he's like, yeah, we're going to do the cover shoot with the Cannondale. Mm-hmm. So come on out to the desert. It was the off-road model. So I was thinking I was going to get my own cover shot, like my first cover right. for being a test rider. Like Jim Hollywood Holly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the bike turned out being so bad. And Cannondale called them and asked them, well, what would you think of it? And, and Ron told them. And they're like, well, don't run the test then if you can. Really? So I ended up getting just like a little tiny thumbnail picture in the magazine. <laughs> um, what about, well, I guess, Don, you don't really want to say anything else. Of, you know, Any other bikes that come to mind? It's so funny. I asked Brooks the same question when we did a podcast because Brooks, MXA guy, been testing forever, right? I'm like, uh, Larry, what was the what was the worst bike you've ever tested? He was like, there were some really bad Suzukis, and I'm like, well, which ones? I don't know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I said, which bikes were the best, Larry, you've ever tested? You know, straight out of the box, just something that really blew you away. Honda had some good ones, and I'm like, wow, thanks, Larry, thanks for really breaking that down for us you know but anyways. real specific yeah 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 but i mean is there anything else you want to say about I, that i was really miserable in the uh 97 98 99 honda 250 oh yeah the first year's yeah. aluminum frame yeah not not good those those didn't agree well with me <laughs> and it, what, what's your personal bike right now do you have one that you've picked and you sort of you're working on or um I kind of settled into the 450 Cowie. Cowie, yeah. 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 I know you were a Yamaha guy a couple of years back, but how does that work for a guy? Or, or Luce, you can answer this too. I mean, you guys have all these bikes to choose from. How do you settle on one? I, I mean, it's not really your – how does it work out? Um, well, a, a, after all the – believe it or not, people think all this shootout testing and everything is so fun and glamorous, mm-hmm. but – I do. Man, it's, it's a pain <laughs> in the ass, man. It's like <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to get on a bike. And ride it and get comfortable on it, and then jump on something totally different, uh-huh. and get comfortable enough to to ride as hard as you want to. And uh, so after all the shootouts are done, um, the way it works with us at least is we just kind of just we kind of all talk and who wants what. Yeah. Um, and then we split it up that way, and that way, um, you know, Lutz will handle all the say for instance he'll he'll handle all the 450 Honda testing uh-huh. that year, and uh, so on and so forth. So you will settle on a bike, and, and that'll be it for yeah. after everything's done. Yeah, We switch around a little bit sometimes, right. but um, I kind of trump Brendan off the Cowies this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> and Lutz, uh, uh, what are you riding right now? Uh, I'm riding the uh, Honda 450 right now. Uh-huh. So. And it, how often do you get calls from your buddies wanting to borrow bikes and stuff? I mean, is there just, is just all <laughs> yeah. the time? No, not too bad. No? Yeah. Um, and then when you guys are doing a shootout, what's the, what's the maddest an OEM has gotten mad at you? Like what or upset at you for a shootout? Like as it happened? Well, this year, <laughs> the the KTM got fourth in our shootout and won the MXA and it won one MXA shootout, yeah. and so they took our bike away and gave it to Jody. <laughs> wow! Just like that. Wow! Yeah. If you're if we don't win your shootout, we want it back. Well, I, but it but, wasn't even last thing. Fourth out of five. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no Suzuki. Suzuki wasn't there. Oh, oh, yeah, Suzuki, yeah. late, late to the party. Yeah. How about Suzuki and their riders? Like, are they all on 09s, like the 250F guys? Not Stroop, but I mean, uh, Rockstar Suzuki, Butler Brothers. That's about yeah. it. But they're all in 09s. It's a shame because, man, the, the 10 Suzuki 250 is amazing. It, it is the That's EFI bike. It's a injected bike, really. It's yeah. really good, yeah. Are you just saying that, or do you really mean it? No, no. <laughs> Lutz is. Uh, Lutz uh, rode it this week, and he was like, Can I ride this? Yeah, I'm trying to claim that bike. <laughs> really? It was good, huh? Yeah. Um, And how much do you think. 
uh, Suzuki hurt themselves by not getting those bikes ready for the shootouts. I mean, that had to have been a massive marketing snafu that or just whatever. Like, I think they've had a couple bad years. Yeah. Uh, um, was that was that 09, the year that they had the, the whining noise in the case? I don't remember. Yeah, well, in 09, they, they introduced the bike, or they brought it, well, and they had a problem with the 450 had a problem with the bearing. Mm-hmm. And so they they pulled out of our shootout at the last minute. And uh, so we went on without it because it was late. Yeah. And, uh, but I think that this year bringing the bikes in this late hurt them uh, hurt them badly. Yeah. Because I, I guess they were waiting to sell old stock on the dealership floors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you don't see too many Suzuki's out there. I've actually... I know. Yeah. yeah, we were at Paris the other day, and I saw a consumer <laughs> with a... 2010 Suzuki 250. And oh I was yeah! Like, whoa, whoa, look at that. That's not. <laughs> wow. That's not a magazine guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went. A... I went and talked to the guy, and, and he is some stony old man smoking a cigarette, and he's just like, "Yeah, I went down and bought this thing." Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to me they couldn't make those bikes available for you guys. That blows me away. But I mean, yeah, I'm not. You know, I know they went through some tough times. But uh, speaking of tough times, our phone board is not lit up right now. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call and. Uh, uh, talk to us, uh, Jason Wygant, Don Maeda, Brendan Lutz. Right now, let's go to uh, a real quick uh, commercial, and you're listening to the Pulp Mech Show, and we'll see you on the break. X-Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Hey, Kenny, right now I want to talk about one of the sponsors, uh, the new sponsors of the Pulp MX show, a guy who's come on board recently. That would be the Racer's Edge, uh, otherwise on the web as TREMX.com, a uh, Simi Valley mail-order powerhouse. And uh, you actually go back with these guys. Yeah, we go back a long ways. These are the original Racer's Edge. I mean, I go over the all over the country, and I've seen the Racer's Edge on you know people's box trucks and other stores. But this is the one and only Racer's Edge. Um, throughout the years, they've helped out riders like Kyle Lewis, Brian Deegan, Brian Swing, Billy Payne, Paul Curry. Tyler Evans, Casey Johnson, Scott Cheek, Phil Lawrence, Mike and Jeff Alessi, Kerry Hart, Ronnie Feist, Sink Mars, wow. Timmy Wiegand, and the list goes on. And the cool thing is, all it takes is a phone call or email, order something, and you're on their team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. At a small Simi Valley powerhouse shop that uh, stepped up and helped us out. And uh, you can check them out at TREMX.com. Remember, anything over 100 bucks is free shipping. So uh, keep that in mind as well. It's your one-stop moto shop for everything that you need. And if you pulp, if you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get an extra discount on your order, Kenny. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Well, hit them up. These guys will take care of you. And when they say it's going to be there, it's there. No BS. There you go. Right from Kenny Watson. Support them. TREMX.com. And we're back on the Pulp MX Show. That was uh, my regular co-host, Kenny Watson, uh, who's not here, and we, we greatly miss him. Um, and uh, once again, thanks for our sponsors, JGRMX. Do you think Watson's listening right now? Or he, I don't know. He's busy you know what? Right now, let's call him. You guys want to call him? We should call Watson. Uh, I want to uh, talk yeah, about that'd be great. Yeah, Let's call him right now. Oh, this is hilarious. Do we need to banter right now to uh, cover yeah. you while you dial? This is so funny because I tell Watson this every week. I said, Watson, while I'm calling the guests, yeah. talk about something, and he never does. I, I noticed one time I think it was. Well, yeah. He, uh, he, no he, sense talking over that. No. Uh, it's going to be good. 
Does he know this is the number no. one in the studio? Yeah, I don't know if he knows. It, it, with Kenny, you just never really know. What, what was the amount of voicemails you saw on his phone? Hello. Hey, Kenny Watson. Uh, this is Steve Mathis on what? the Pulp MX Show. Hello. Kenny Watson. Yes, sir. This is Steve Mathis of the Pulp MX Show. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. You're, How are you doing, Steve Mathis? I'm good. You're live on the air right now with uh, Jason. I'm live Wright. on the air. Let's have a toast, Shay. I'm having, I'm, I'm a night out with my girl. The oh. next chick. We're doing a toast. <laughs> for the next show. Hey, uh, I just want. Hey, she's gonna say a, she's gonna say a, a toast on the air. Okay, all right. Let's let's hear on it. On the air. Yeah, big ears. No, we're not. Cheers, big ears. There you go. Cheers, Down big ears. Down the hatch it goes. Little sockies. Wow. wow. Watson uh, enjoying his Friday night in Vegas. Call him back in a half hour and see what we get. Hey, I did. Who's the, who's the guest, dude? Who's the guest? We have a who's who. We got like Jason Wygant, Don, Don Maeda. In your honor. Hey, dude, your phone is cutting out, man. Get off that shoebox. No, I, I mean, it's. I think it's your phone, bud. I'm and here. we have Giuseppe Luongo, too. Yeah, we did have Giuseppe Luongo. Uh, I got Maeda, Don Maeda here, Jason Wygant. Oh, nice. Hey, Donnie, how you doing, buddy? What's up, K-Dub? Are you really on the air? Oh, you know, just doing it. Cool, cool. Stuff. Hey, I was going to try to come from, by uh, your shop today. You go to the shop? No, I wanted to come by a shop, but I got scooped by Guyby. Uh, that shit happens, dude. I, I was busy. You know, remember that spot I used to hang out in the valley on Woodlake, across the street from the bowling alley? That's oh, what yeah. was going down today. That's what it was? Do you know about that place? Yeah, I know about it. This is how Watson does it every week. He somehow has some weird story about somebody. This is just what he does. Yes. And, uh, so what's going on? What's going on, guys? What's the topic of the show? Well, we're talking about the USGP a little bit. We're going to get into that. The what? The USGP at Glen Ellen. Uh, I thought you were talking about UFC. We could talk. Is that spicy? <laughs> Let's talk about Bad Boy Club. Anthony. Dude, the BBC. I was one of the original members back in the 80s. Uh, I got my first tattoo when I was about 14, and I had the sickest Ricky Johnson Bad Boy tattoo. I rode my bicycle five miles to a Honda autograph signing just to show Ricky Johnson. And I got to him, and he looked at me and said, oh, that's great, and turned away. From no. that day on, I hated RJ. Oh. You. Is that so? How long did you actually leave the tattoo uncovered before you got that big black sun, or whatever it is? Fuck, dude, I've known you a long time, man. Yeah, I remember. But I don't know. I ran it. I ran it pretty solid until. Uh, so was it the? I'd, I'd oh, say yeah. the mid '90s. So it was the guy with the arm all clenched and the. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's you him. Know, you kind of look like that guy, K Dub. I just That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, you guys slow down. I don't look like the BBC, the original bad boy from the club. <laughs> hey, I really, uh, uh, are you coming to do the show on Monday? You're in, right? You're not quitting, right? Because we did one without you. You're in? No, I'm not quitting. I, lo I love sharing my wealth with all my friends. With Weeks <laughs> and, and uh, Miata, shit, dude, I can't go wrong with those guys. Those guys, I have big shoes to fill now. Yeah, I know. You're, you're exactly it. You're, you're totally right. Um, and I understand why you have your boss on the show. Exactly. You, yeah. I understand why you have the your the, the your boss on the show because we all know that you're an asker, sir. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, Brendan Lutz is here too. And Who? Brendan Lutz. Who's that? Is he Canadian? No, he works for Don. <laughs> He's my photo editor. Uh, I don't know the guy. He doesn't take pictures of me. You know, know. you know me. You're the. I'm the guy that you hassle every weekend at the races for not interviewing you guys. Dude, how the fuck do I don't know who you are? I'm just joking, dude. Relax. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, Wygant is here. Weege is here. Now, who's seen him? Am I actually in his seat? You're actually in Watson's seat. Wow. Right now. Hey, Watson. Wait, who's there? Weege? Wygant. Jason Wygant. Dude, 
Timmy Wiegan? No. no. <laughs> There's only one Wiegs I know, and it's Timmy. I know that other dude that's an announcer that like does arena cross. That's right. But he's at the super cross the same weekend, but uh-huh. he announces the arena cross like he's there, and that's just magic. <laughs> that's, that's television for you, man. That's the magic of TV. Hey, I heard you broke a headset. How did you do that? Have you seen the size of my noggin, dude? I got a big ass head. <laughs> that's all. It cannot be contained by a headset. So no, dude. So what's going on, girls? I, I want to hear more RJ ignoring you stories. <laughs> Ask him about it. Ask him about it. He knows about it. That, that's he was a, he was an idiot. I called him out on it all the time, but we're friends now. But back in the day, dude, like I was like RJ. I was thinking ready to get the whole number five tattooed on me. My friend, my friend's brother did it in the garage in Venice. Nice. Wow. I was so pumped. I was so pumped on that thing, dude. I thought I was so cool. Tell me this, though. When you showed RJ, did you strike the bad boy club pose with flex on him and the, and the grimace on your face? Don, what do you think, dude? <laughs> I, uh, can dude, you... I was like 14. Of course I did. Let's I, had do... my, I had the sweetest freaking, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I, I, my parents were sweet. We didn't have money back in the day, and I, I couldn't have a Schwinn. I had to have a Huffy Thunder Road. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do a Kenny's Corner with Don Maeda. Give me a story oh, about wow. Don, Give me a story about Don Maeda. Hey, easy guy. Yeah, you, you, you got to be like a J-Bone. It can't be one of those stories. Hey, can can I, you know, when I when I don't have nothing but, you know, good things to say, I, I plead the, the, the fifth. I'm not depleted on that because me and Don have been friends a while, and I, I, I all the stories I have, I can't talk about on the air. <laughs> can I'm going to do him a favor. You, you should feel honored, Maeda, because he's only done that for three or four people. There's not a lot of people that he doesn't doesn't let it out. Well, hey, I did extend the hand of friendship to his rider this year. Yes, you did, Matt Bonnie. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, is the sheriff racing this weekend? The sheriff is racing. He's in town. Matter of fact, hold on, I got to do another toast. <laughs> Here's to you. Here's to me. It Forever might almost work better. Have, uh, if we ever disagree, fuck you. And here's to me. Did you guys hear that one? Yeah, I yeah, did. That did. sounds like that sounds like quite a quite a quite a pledge. That's, that's who I roll with, but that's the MX chick. <laughs> hey, yeah, we heard. What, what were you guys saying before the MX chick had a toast? Um, oh, about the sheriff. Yeah, dude, the sheriff's riding tonight, dude. He's riding mini moto, six two on a one ten. How how are you as a team manager? How do you let your guys risk injury the night before a supercross by racing the uh, mini moto? Don't you get it? I don't give a flying f. <laughs> Watson's, Watson's ready to wrap this supercross season up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so what's in store for you, man? What, what, just uh, two months of testing for X Games? What's in store now? Um, we are going to start building our program for next year. I mean, um, I don't know if there's a lot of things in the fire right now um, with our team. Um, we have a huge, huge, huge outside the industry sponsor that we are super, super close on signing. And uh, that means if that happens, that means new truck, two new trucks, um, new riders, you know, hire, you know, a whole new crew of people and uh, mm-hmm. start over again. And that's going to be a pretty much an all-summer deal. And uh, we're going to go race X Games with Bonnie and DeMuth. And uh, that's where we're going to be at. No. I mean, I, I like to say I'm not going to do anything all summer, but I'll be busy. Blows in DeMuth. Bonnie's going for surgery. Exactly. Bonnie's, yeah. Bonnie's going for surgery on uh, next week, Monday or Tuesday. Hey, uh, Ferry's still out there, too, like if you need a rider for 2011. Who? Tim Ferry. 
that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I already got I, I to do. How about last time he was on the show? I told him we could hook him up with with AB, and he was he wasn't into it. Nah, he, he yeah. Well, you know, he will be in a little while. Hey, um, we're gonna let you go, hey, man. Boy, I got a question oh. for you now. Okay. Hey, Kenny. Dominetta. Hey, are you guys the most uh, licensed team out there? I mean, there's there's Hart and Huntington handlebars, <laughs> sprockets. <laughs> Gear, helmets, goggles. graphics, goggles. I mean, is every sponsor that you have making special Hart and Huntington stuff? Um. Well, head to toe, we're, we're pretty we're pretty hooked up. Um, One Industry does an awesome job. You know, they own Six Six One. You know that that company. So, you know, they do a boot. Um, they do gear. Um, they do a helmet. Um, they do gloves. So. Um, Tag is owned by the same company, so on their end, it's pretty smart for them just to market the whole thing. You know, plus we're with Rockstar, um, and Rockstar does a lot of licensing with our stuff too. I know it's kind of weird if you really look at it. I mean, who would have thought? You know that you know just that name and the whole image and all that would be so you know marketable and and, and make you know Kerry would never thought that he would have made you know a handlebar with a tattoo print on it you know ten years ago. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, you know, there's a lot more stuff in the in the in the pipes too that we're working on. So, um, you know, we're pretty fortunate. I'm pretty fortunate to be in the position I am, and I'm I'm just pumped to be there. Hey Kenny, uh, last year at this time, you know, it used to be by Vegas, everybody had their riders signed or they were close. And then last year at this time, no one knew anything except it's not going to be good. Have you have any indication right now if the manufacturers may have a little more money to spend? I know that you guys got ended up getting cut. Is it looking like it's turning, or is it too early to know yet? You know what's funny, man? I just got back from uh, a dealer signing and uh, at Carter Power Sports in town here, and uh, every team was there besides Yamaha. I mean, the Pro Circuit guys were there, mm-hmm. uh, the Cowie guys were there, Chad was there, the Honda guys were there, Dungey was there, and uh, you know, Eric was there, and Mar- uh, my sack was there, and you know, everybody else was there, and it, and the people were talking, you know, and they were like talking to me about you know about next year, and you know, what are you doing? Because we lease our trucks through Factory Connection, and you know, I think he was trying to. Uh, feel me out what was going on and I was just like hey you know we don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. this guy's trying to get me to sign another you know you know a lease on the truck and I was like hey you know Jeff I don't know so I think it's really up in the air you know I, I think if, if everyone was signing I mean you have Dungy and you have Kennard and you have these guys that you know that are going to be there uh-huh. why wouldn't you go sign them if if you know things were better right, I think it's right. going to be very very interesting you know I, I really do I, I really see teams um, outside the box, um, that uh, like ours that are trying to build and get more money, thinking that uh, they're going to end up with a good guy. So don't don't be surprised if you see a H and H next year come out with a top five guy under the tent. You James, know, James with uh, with yep. so James that's Stewart, what uh, that's James, what the goal is. James Stewart and Kenny Watson. I can see it now. Oh, I, I can I can I can pretty much bet that would never happen. <laughs> is he not a tattoo guy? Is that the problem? Ah, dude. No, nothing, nothing against James. I, you know, James is a good dude, but I just think you know a lot of people uh, don't really believe in our program, and there's a few guys that do. But uh, you know, money talks, and I don't, and I just know the way Kerry is, and and Steve Astafin, who owns part of our team and is represents our team. I don't think that uh, they would go that route, but right. I might be wrong. I know, I, and uh, I was telling the heart, like, dude. At Christmas time, I'm like, hey, Carrie, you know, 
what are we doing for Christmas bonuses for the team, for you and me? He goes, I'll tell you what, you're going to have the best bonus ever. And I said, what's that? He goes, how about a job next year? I said, fucking, <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, uh, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I hope, hope we'll see you Monday, right? Yeah, for sure. I'll see you guys, and you guys have a good night. Enjoy yourself, and uh, I'm getting ready to eat dinner right now, and then oh. I'm going to uh, go see No Effects and get in the slam pit and get beat up by a bunch of teenagers. Sweet. I'll see you at 5.55 p.m. on Monday night. What are you talking about? I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. Tomorrow, the race. For that whole race thing. Yes, yeah. the race thing. Oh, yeah. There's that little thing in town called the, the Supercross. Yeah, I know. Hey, where are you partying tomorrow night, Watson? I want to be there. <laughs> Waste of space. The Huge after party. Club. Waste of space. Come Don, down. Check it out. Don said you're gonna, superstars. Don said you're going to be at the Bad Boy Club. Is that true? Dude, hey, Don, check this out. Next time you see Tedesco, and maybe we should do a piece on Transworld on this. Last year... Tedesco made a bet with me. If he didn't get on the podium in Supercross, he was going to get the bad boy tattoo. And he never did it, and he knows he owes me the tattoo, and he's freaking going to do it. And he might do it on Sunday. Wow. RJ will be pumped, I'm sure. Hey, have you and Tedesco had that that figure or that speed skating race yet? But my, it's so weird that you say that. My chick just hit him up and said that he's a, he's a sissy because he won't do it. But he's claiming he's not he's not he's not up to par because of his injury. They have some sort of bet where Ivan could be like a Olympic speed skater if he wanted to be or something. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, Ivan Tedesco straight out thinks he can do anything if he had four years to train for it because he's <laughs> such a superior athlete. I said, dude, you should, only thing you could probably do is be a bullfighter, you Mexican. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Spanish, but anyways. Uh, hey, thanks, Watson. Oh, so you're telling me the people in Mexico that are Mexican? I don't think they bullfight down there, do they? They don't bullfight in Mexico? Dude, you need to go to Mexico. You've been in Canada way too long, bro. Okay, my bad. Yeah, they're not running with the bulls. Listen, Kenny. Okay, they're, hey, they're bullfighters. You're not on my level. Okay, you're not on my level. <laughs> you're right. You're not, idiot. Later. Let's see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the world of Kenny Watson. Pop our next show. You're on the air. Who's this? He's got to turn his. Got to uh, turn your radio down. down. Computer. Hello. Hello. Pop our next show. Who's this? Chris. Chris, how are you? Pretty good, man. I got a question for Ouija. Yeah, man. I want to know what the format's going to be for the outdoor this year with Ali Sports. And are you going to uh, have live shows on speed? And how's that going to go? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the TV schedule, I think, just came out last week or maybe two weeks ago. Um, so if you yeah. go if you go to the site, you can go to MX Sports Pro Racing, and they should have the, the schedule on there. And it's pretty similar to last year. Um, three races on NBC, and those are live. And then I believe Speed will have three more that are live. And then the other six races, five of them are on the same day, just like a two-hour delay. And one race does have to air next day uh, because Speed is covering a NASCAR race. So basically very similar to last year. And... The motos will still be on the internet for free. You can still watch them. The first motos, second motos will have an audio webcast. So, I hope you liked it, Lux, here, because we're going to bring the same. I just want to let you guys know I'm on 81 on my way down to uh, Yadkinville GNCC. Yes. Oh, we just yeah, got very excited. Live on the road, listening to you over the internet. Yeah, have fun in the creek jump down there, man. All right. Well, do you guys do a great job? Keep it up. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, uh, also, stomp. Also, Jesus too, uh, uh, there's there's a good chance the bottom line show could be resurrected. I'm hearing, hearing coming rumors. to a yeah. to a computer near you. Wow, Don, I got to talk to you about that. By the way, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, looks like it may be happening. I just got to think of 
stupider ideas than I did last year. The time, like I, I would love to have another eating contest, another building goggle contest. However, I need to. My favorite was the uh, man friend dream sequence. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wonder what he dreams about. And I had Aaron asking for her room key back. <laughs> yes. What about sliding down a jump up Boats Creek on an inflatable dragon? Dragon. Yeah. You can't. You have to come up with something dumber than that. Yes, wow. I, yes wow. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, hey, we don't got too much more, too much longer here on the Paul Pimex show. So if you want to call in seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven, I'm hungry. And I want to go out for dinner with my wife. So that's really kind of why we're going to wrap this up, which makes perfect sense. But, yeah. hey, I want to talk about the USGP. Mm-hmm. Who's doing it? You guys know anybody? What's, what's, what's going on? Don, what do you hear? Doug Dubox doing the 40 race. So is Rich Taylor. John Dowd. Rich Taylor is doing it. He's, he's my little uh, – Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, Rich Taylor probably – who's been in more magazines, RT or Holly? I would – I would say Rich. Well, yeah. wait, no. Yeah, no, no, maybe Holly because he was in magazines for his racing. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. More than Rich. Yeah. But, uh, but Holly never knocked himself out while leading a national. So. No, no. Uh, would Brooks be in that mix, maybe? Would be in the top five? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Brooks has been in a lot of uh, MXA shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, over a 20-year span. Yeah, but um, Rich has the – he was doing covers with me at Cycle News. Mm-hmm. He was at Dirt Rider all those years. He worked with the MX Racer, and he's been in Transworld quite a bit. Yeah, he really gets pissed when we call him the senior test rider. <laughs> we call him the senior test rider because he's like the one with the most seniority. Yeah, but he thinks we're taking a jab at his at his. Yeah, hey, he can still ride, huh? He oh, still he's gets it, Still gets it done. He's amazing. Luce, are you quicker than him? No, no, because I know you're pretty good. So, um. Uh, so now that we've covered the entry for the plus 40 class of the USGP. Yeah, we uh, seem to know more about that. Dow, Taylor, uh, Dubok. Let's talk about the main race. Rhino's racing. Rhino is racing. Okay. Ricky Dietrich is, is in. Mm. Um, I think Nick Way is on the fence. No, I've, I've heard Nick wants to do it. Yes. And I was there when Fisher was like, you want to do it? And Nick's like, yeah. Fisher's like, yeah, maybe. Wow. So that's all how right. it all went down. So we'll see. I'm hearing Star Racing might race it <coughs> uh-huh. in the MX2. MX2 yeah, with uh, Tickle Me Elmo. He'd be very excited about it, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, he'd, he'd be fired up. The jubilation from him would be <laughs> yes. just amazing. Um, I, you think, okay, so we all know the drama between Glenn Helen and all that. Are we going to get better participation next year when it's at the end of the season and everybody has a, a year to prepare? You know, I think it might be a factor, and it's unfortunate. And I'm sure people are going to think I have prepared stock answers for this, but I, I really try to stay as far away from that stuff as possible. The teams, obviously, are stretched for money like they never have been before. So to add a, essentially a 13th race out of 12 outdoor races, that's going to be tough. Uh-huh. I would think if maybe things turn around and they had a little more money to spend. I mean, we do know back in the day that that was something that every factory rider participated uh, yeah. in. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I think money-wise, it's going to be tough. Do you agree with the fact that the GAP guys stuck to their guns and they're now using GP rules, sound and fuel? I like that. Did you hear about that, Don? Yeah, like, yeah. Apparently, they'd waived everything. And then they came back after a vote from the manufacturers' union and the riders and all that and said, okay, no, we're sticking with GP rules. You need to do that, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. only fair, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think if I was uh, Caroli, I'd be kind of, oh, Michael Lessie's doing it. Let's not forget about that. Tommy Searle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're doing it. Um, hey, I'm wondering about Tommy Searle in that race. If you're Tommy Searle and you I'm were... British. I'm British. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just imagine yourself being Tommy Searle. I like Searle. tea, mm-hmm. crumpets. Crumpets. You're Tommy Searle. And you move to the United States as KTM's factory rider. And then right. when you leave, 
They eventually pick up Marvin Musken when he wins the title, and now they're making this big story. We're bringing Marvin Musken to the United States. Look out in 2011. And you're Tommy Searle. You're already here, and you're already on KTM. Do you get a little jealous? Do you think he would like to really go out and beat him? I don't know. I would think there'd be an extra motivation there. What do you think? Did you go to the nations? No. Or of no. nations? Yeah. Searle was on fire. Though. I heard he was actually was was he leading. the fastest I've ever seen him ride was there. Was he leading at one point? That's yeah. not her, right? There you go. But, uh. I mean, was it just being at home in the GPs? You think he's comfortable, or was he trying to prove something? I, if I were him, I would want to. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm still on the team. Hello. Yeah. Uh, ben Townley's doing it. Yep. Mitch told me Tyler Rattray's most likely doing it. Cool. Uh, Alan Brown just texted me. Antonio Balbi is doing it. From downstairs? From downstairs. <laughs> so we're getting <laughs> updates there. Um, Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Hasbin again. Hey, hey Hasbin, uh, back. With the GT. An excellent guest, and I, 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 if you need to get a hold of him, I can uh, text uh, somebody there, but it would be Frank Geraci, and I think the time mm-hmm. to have him on is the week after the GP, and he'll tell you about the financial disasters that were on at Villa and, uh, and Bud's Creek, and also I'm Scott sorry. Swinehart. I don't know if he was before your time. No, I know Swinehart but, uh, well, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, get Yeah, I know those guys uh, uh, you know, did a lot of work with Frank, and Frank would yeah. give you the inner workings of what's going on, because nothing really has a freaking meltdown. Um, I think it'd be pretty interesting in the financials of that whole uh, situation. I think if you had but anyone I, that is ever involved at Unadilla, they could probably tell you, right? Well, well that's, yeah, that's the other guy would be Robinsons, and uh, I mean, you know, they, they just footed the bill for so much stuff they never got re, re, uh, reimbursed for. I know the eighty-seven, uh, the eighty-seven donations at Unadilla. My dad worked for Bell Ray, and uh, oh, they here were, we go with this story. Everybody, yeah. just get the sneak. Here we go. Yeah, here we helicoptering big. in and out of the track. Yep, yep. Had yep. a private yep. ha- private plane. Reed style, well uh-huh. before it was popular. Uh, they were one of the sponsors, or the title sponsor, or something like that, and they had to, all the bikes got shipped to a port, I think, in Baltimore, and they had to use right. their trucks to bring the bikes, the mm-hmm. works bikes, in crates from Baltimore to New York, and they can only fit a couple of those crates. So they went back and forth like eight times, and I think they did expect some level of reimbursement, yeah. and it just never happened. They was just uh, thrown on top of their And swap the 99 USGP, I mean, Beasley lost his ass. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, there was there was three thousand people. There's more people with press passes than paying spectators, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just a disaster going on there. But uh, yeah, I think Jerry uh, Swinehart would actually be a great guy for a podcast. Uh, you know, if you uh, if you need to uh, to get a hold of him, uh, you know, yeah, Twitter me, text me, and I'll uh, yeah, has been uh, I'll definitely number. be speaking to you like at some point. Um, All right, it's back to Milf Knight, Red Bag. See you guys later. It's Milf Knight. Uh, what about J- what about Jason Lawrence Swap? Can you get him on the show if we did? What, what, uh, what? Hey, you know, did you see that Hanson twittered? Transworld owes me a cover. Yes. Let's see if my edit pulls through. Well, I, I think that he needs to pull through and do the interview with Mathis because I mean, you did the two mile run. You saw the video. I saw the video. I ran two miles and it was far. Why again? <laughs> it was far. Tell the story, Why again? I wasn't here. No, me asking you about it. About what? Two miles. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is like this is this is a man who does not know American standard measurements compared to yeah, metrics. I, I still I still struggle with that. I'll be honest. We were in the press box at Anaheim, and he said two miles. That's nothing. What? What's the outfield fence? That's probably a mile and a half, right? <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> it says right on it. It's three hundred and seventy feet. But I don't know how many feet. A mile is five thousand. Yeah. He thought running to the outfield and back at Anaheim was no. Basically two I believe miles. I said the big A. From the bo- from the press box to the big end. No, no, you said the outfield. Did I? Yes, you said <laughs> the outfield. You thought if you could run to the outfield and back, that was two miles. I don't know, man. I know I got on it, and it sucked, and it was longer than I thought, <laughs> and I boat passed out. But 
Good point, Don. Yeah, maybe you can try to do that. Cover for the interview. But, uh, I mean, I don't want the guy... To, I don't want to talk to the guy if he's just going to be irate and screaming at me like he was the one time. So... I still think it would be funny. I do, too. If we could get J-Law and Hanny in here, it would be a pretty special night. It would be a special night. There's no other way to put that. Wow. Uh, all right. A few moments before we go. 702-586-7857. you got about five more minutes, and then we're going to sign off. So, hey, You know what? I was talking to Hanson about you actually doing the two miles, mm-hmm. and he was trying to disqualify the effort because you ate potato chips halfway through. But that was for a joke to do it. I mean – I was struggling to eat them and actually trying to keep my breathing right. Because you know when you run, you want to get in a rhythm with your, bre- with your breathing. I almost choked because I was eating those chips. But I was like, it's going to make it for dramatic effect. But, <laughs> it was dramatic. Yeah. I really well, like the sweatband. <laughs> yes, I got the sweatband. Uh, yeah, no, I had it going on. I ran two miles. I mean, it took me a long time. Tom McGovern, I, apparently he's some sort of running guru. You wouldn't know it, but looking at him. But he said that you know, it took me too long. to. It, it disqualified me because it took me too long. Like, I didn't make good enough time. I would have had to have been walking. But I assure you, I was not walking at any point. A light jog? Yes. Walk. Like, a, like a speed walk? No, I think I was running. <laughs> you know? I don't know. But uh, I, I'm, I, I didn't interview Hanson in a second. I just the, the one time I wrote this story about when he got let go from JGR, I wrote a cycle news story about it. And I had got a lot of positive comments on it. And he called me up to, to discuss it with me. And I'm perfectly open and fine at discussing it. And he was just swearing saying he's going to kick my ass. And he goes, he, he said he remembered me at Yamaha. I remember you at Ma- Yamaha, Mathis. I remember you. And I'm like, okay, you're a shitty mechanic. Nice. And I'm like, all right. And gotcha. he's like, and, and you're fat. And I'm like, God, yep. I mean, let's talk about this article. And he just wouldn't, like, he was very angry. So, uh, Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Steve Lamelza from Michigan Mafia Land. Man. The other Tim Ferry fan. Oh, Steve. And named Steve. Oh, we could just, yeah. Maybe everyone should leave right now, and you and I will just talk, Steve. Um, a lot of Michigan guys call the show, actually. It's pretty weird. Hey, thanks for calling, though, man. You got a question? Are you guys wrapping up the uh, show? We are. We are. Okay. I just wanted to, uh, I got on it late. Uh, just wanted to know what the opin- opinions were about what needs to be done, the safety committee thing with the uh, injuries that happened a couple races back. Well, don't everybody chime in at yeah, once. Yeah, um, I, I know one thing. I would like to see. I would like to see the riders actually give a list of here are fifteen things you could change in these tracks to make them safer. Do they actually have a structured set of ideas? Or Kevin Windham ju- had a good idea today in a, in my talking with him. Nets. Oh, okay. Nets. Get a get a net for berms so you can have berms. Get, get make the berms back. Bring portable nets that stand up. Bury them in the mud. You know, so they stand up to and catch bikes. To catch a bike because uh, you know. I remember him talking about that when, uh, who was it that went into the stands that one time? Gerke. Gerke, yeah. yeah. Someone brought up the net thing back then, too. See, that's, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I mean, it, it's one thing to cause a bunch of controversy if you have ideas. I, I don't, that's a good one, for sure. Uh, but it's one thing to say that we have all the ideas and they're not listening to us but as long as you actually have them. So if they do, yeah. that's awesome. But it's too easy for everyone to just say, oh, the sport's dangerous. What are you going to do? But if they actually have an idea of what they're going to do, that's pretty cool. Right. I would like to see, uh, and this is a real simple thing, somebody get up at a rider's meeting each week. Maybe they rotate it. Maybe they have one cell phone that is a rider's safety cell phone. And he gets up at rider's meeting, says, my name is blah, 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 blah. Uh, if you feel uncomfortable with anything out there, you want to talk about anything, here's the phone number. Come by my truck. I, I, I'm parked over there. Here's my cell phone. And that's just as simple as you need to be. 
And then yeah. if somebody calls and you have a legitimate, you know, you just got to take some diligence by the rider to keep on that. But, I mean, it's as simple as that. But is Feld Motorsport going to listen? I don't think that's nearly as big of an issue as it's been made out to be. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing, and I even asked some of the Feld people about that today. And they said, why would we want the riders to get hurt? What do we have to gain with that? Why would we not want the riders to be not injured? Why would we stonewall them? We want the riders to be safe more than anybody. Right, who, but who they're trying to put the Philly? butts in the seats and see them do these outrageous, spectacular things. And my feelings are, and I used to race motocrosses, when the tracks, if you want to say safer, there was better racing going on when there was more line choices through corners and stuff, let alone you know do-or-die things, and not everyone can do it, that kind of a thing. I know it's a pro sport, and hey, if you can't cut it, you shouldn't be out there kind of a thing. Don't, do you agree or disagree that, you know, we talk track designs, this and that, and some of the best racing you see are not necessarily these huge, outrageous quads. It's all these, wow, they got all these lines to get into and change up and pass guys. I don't know. I just don't see how Feld is anything to gain with making the racing bad and getting the riders hurt. It would seem to me like they'd be on the same page as everyone I else. I do believe that there is a serious disconnect between the FIM slash AMA, uh-huh. Dirtworks, and Feld. I believe that those three don't talk enough, don't care enough, don't think about things enough. That could be. You know what Maybe. I mean? Like, yeah. There's just not one void. Like there's you like Reed had said, Langston said, you know, you go to John Gallagher, you go to Todd uh, Todd Gendro or Dave Prater, you go to Rich Winkler, or, like, and everybody's there, there, got. There's a disconnect. Yeah. If you talk to one guy, point your finger at the other guy. There's not a. Yeah, they want somebody to be, uh, you know, have one voice. And I think they, well, you know. Was it last year or the year before where they had different riders design the tracks? They've had that for you the last couple years. You guys feel when those yeah. guys that designed those tracks, was it better racing? And, again, uh, maybe safer racing? Or I know that when David Villeman designed Detroit, everyone was scared for their lives. <laughs> that was, you know, there's tons of jumps. Oh, Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> D- Detroit, yeah. You were probably just there, outside, Steve. yeah. Yeah, I'm not too far from there. <laughs> um, you know, just... They were scared for their lives with with the with David Lillman's track. I do know that. And I know also all the riders said, "I'm going to make options. I'm going to make options. I'm going to make passing lines." And then, as soon as they figured out the outside was yeah. one hundredth of a second faster, everyone went to the outside. And then the riders started to realize, "Oh, it's harder." I remember Pastrana designed the track in St. Louis. They they had that zigzag section across the start, and they redid those berms after every single practice session. That's what six times mm-hmm. to try to make them equal. To make two dirt berms identical down to the thousandth of a second is a lot harder to do than I think the riders realize. Right. Well, you guys out at the tracks, I don't know if they're using one track builder now, but I know Barnett's built tracks and other. there's other different track builders. Do you think someone's, you know, like Barnett used to race, do you think someone builds a better track than the other guy does as far as racing goes or Don, safety? What do you think, Don? No. No. <laughs> no? Don's given it a lot of thought, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he says no. Um, I don't know. I know, like, it's like a. It, my wife's not listening, is she? But it's like you have a girlfriend, and she's like super hot, and you, you know, she's just the hottest girl. And all your buddies want to want to hook up with her and everything, but eventually, you get tired of her, and you're like, I want to get another hot girl. Like even hot chicks get cheated on. You know what I mean? So my point to this is, you have all the rider, all the guys who build the riders' tracks are better than Dirtworks. Because they're so used to Dirtworks. So Dirtworks is the hot chick that, you, that nags you to clean up the room and doesn't cook and doesn't clean. And Jason Baker, Mark Barnett, uh, Mark Peters, 
All these guys that build the tracks in California and Florida, they're the new hot girl that, you, that they want to hook up with. All right. Would you agree sense? there's been problems with, I know the economy's bad and everything, but even prior to this, there's been problems with rider turnouts? Uh, there's been problems with rider turnouts for a few years, and I think it, I don't think it's track-related or Supercross racing-related. Well, do you still believe, I do, that motocross is still somewhat, and it's not going to be successful if it's still not a grassroots sport? How are people going to break into it? Back in my days in the 80s, I was allowed to go out and try to qualify. You know, and I can understand you got to have a point system now, this and that, but how many people can afford to build a supercross track, let's say, well, and uh, build those okay. obstacles and go? I can only go out, even if I was doing it today, and go ride the local track, which is in a supercross track. How am I going to go out, yeah. let alone spend the money on suspension and everything? That's a whole other topic, Steve, I'd like you to get into as far as how expensive the sport's yeah. getting and stuff. But how do you, you know, transition I that? I don't think the whole Steve Whitelock X number of points that you get in arena cross or these other races to get a supercross license is working out. Now having yeah, said, I, I agree with now you. Having, yeah, exactly. Now having said that, I mean, there's a lot of guys before they had that system that didn't belong out there. And they were just, I mean, I'm not trying to be, I was one of those guys. Did you know I, in, in, back in the 90s, I was a B rider in Canada and I would go to Millville and sign up for a one-day pro license to race the Millville <laughs> National. Right. Yeah. I didn't belong out there, you know? I could go to Buchanan over here being a pro-am local, yeah. local rider. But I don't know and, if that's and, a but, good you know, thing, Steve. Again, that's an outdoor thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, you oh. know, back in my day, you know, buy a bike and everything and my budget and try to race two, two days, you know, on the weekend, maybe get a Friday night race at a place called Delta, Ohio on a Friday night. And, I, you know, 10 grand. What's it costing now? The bikes are 8 grand. I know, uh-huh. you know everything keeps going up, but it's like this connection. I thought the best thing that happened, and I hope they improve on this, and I know maybe RC had a lot to do with it, is that my buddy went down there and his brother. They went and raced Daytona. Oh, Man, the Carmichael School, yeah. When's the last time they did that? Pontiac Silverdome? I used to go over three, three years in a row and, and run the Silverdome. That used to be, I believe, the biggest turnout. All right, the pros are all done, and they were doubleheaders Saturday and Sunday. Groom the track down a little bit. And let everyone go out there in all the different classes. All get right, some Lee. experience on it. You know, my bike wasn't set up for it, but at least I got an opportunity yeah. to see what it's like. I, There's a disconnect going on with that Luke's, right now. Luce has got something to say on that. But do you think that riding those amateur supercrosses, people actually get the right supercross experience? I mean, I raced it, and I got 13 laps total, and it wasn't even anything close to a supercross track. It was a well, supercross track, but it get. was... Being it all was, I can do is go out... To an outdoor practice track or a piece of property somewhere that there's some guy's got a track. Well, I mean, it was something. I mean, I never rode anything like that Supercross in Pontiac, even though it was tamed down a bit. Nothing outdoors compared to that thing. It was just totally different. I think you're so expecting different things. At least I got the experience things. to go, whoa, this is what it's like. Wow, I got a lot more respect for these guys out there racing on these tracks. I think we're looking at two totally different things. We're talking about all the star riders got hurt this year because the tracks are tough, and at the same time, they need to let more riders with less experience get out there on a supercross track. <laughs> and as far as Villapoto getting hurt this year, or, or Reed getting hurt, or Stewart getting hurt, those guys aren't lacking for supercross tracks to practice on. So I think if one happens, you're only going to make the other thing worse, really. And Well, that's where I'm trying to get back to the track designs, track safety, not everyone, you know. How do you get to that point? 
there, again, there's that disconnect a little bit. Some of the best racing I ever saw was on, I guess I'll just say it, tamer tracks, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something to that. I, I just, I always wonder about the, the feelings that if anyone, if anyone was, besides Villapoto himself and maybe his team, who do you think was probably more bummed about Villapoto crashing out? I got an answer for that. Who? Feld. Feld. Yeah. Right. Do I win? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what did Feld have to gain by making the track dangerous and getting a rider hurt? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, don't even want to go there. I agree with you on that. Exactly. Because you're taking stars away. How many people might not come? Hey, my my guy I'm rooting for, Villapoto's hurt. I'm not a- going a- to the exactly. race. Exactly. So I don't, I don't understand when people are making it sound like they are have no care in the world if the riders get hurt. Right. Well, I'm not picking on, on Feld on that. That's. You know, all the blogs out there, this, this, and that. I, I'll agree with you on that. But maybe there's a lesson here to be learned to, like, okay, we need to get more riders out here. We need to somehow connect them to get some new riders out here and maybe taming down these tracks. Is this Jody? So everyone's maybe got a <laughs> shot. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I'm just seeing right. this little this disconnect. Like I say, at least... There was an opportunity to go to the Daytona track, and, right. and that's not happening. Anymore. Well, that was because even if they got to tame them down for the amateurs, yeah. it's like give them a chance, kind of see what it's like. Well, uh, right on, good points in there, Steve, and we're going to wrap this show up on your call. Hey, guys are doing a great job. Enjoy it. I got a lot to catch up on. I've been busy yeah. on uh, doing things, but all these other things you've been doing, Steve, keep it plugging away. It's I, great. I try, man. Thank you for listening to the podcast and visit okay, transrobotocars.com. Guys, more take often. care. Don't visit RacerX. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm just joking. Everybody's joking. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. That's what Hanny said about me. Just didn't didn't, didn't like me. But uh, hey, guys, thank you for coming in. Thanks. Thank was it fun? Yeah. I wow. I just it. yeah. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, I dug it. Lutz. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. Swap. Thank I, you. I've enjoyed it. You know, you didn't even talk about. The uh, the exciting episode of uh, At Home With. Oh, I, I didn't know if you want me to. Oh, no, to let you the, can let the cat out of the bag. Really? Okay. Yeah, before we uh, came here for the show, uh, uh, Transfer Motocross will have an exciting episode. Is it sponsored by Monster or no? No. It's no, not? It's, okay. It's just a, it's a, an at home with uh, a famous person. And for <laughs> some week, Don ra- this, this week, Don ran out of people. And look for it this week. Yeah, this week? I'll, I'll edit it. Uh, this week, nice. At Home With Steve Mathis where you get a personal, intimate tour of my house. I was liking the JT ALS, too, the most. Yeah, you did? Yeah. yeah. What, I like the rollerball jersey myself, but I'm not sure if it's his. Uh, and Weech, thank you for coming on. No problem. I was even here early. Just mark that down. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, thanks for just hanging out. And uh, Jordan, thank you. Yeah. And Alan Brown downstairs, thank you. My wife, thank you. Uh, thanks to everybody. We're going to be back on uh, uh, Monday with my regular co-host, Kenny Watson. Who hopefully will be recovered from his sake bombs, and uh, and and yeah, we'll just uh, see you next you week. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise, but like a miniature Buddha, covered in hair.